Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. We are super glad to join us this week. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And uh, yeah, it's another week. This is episode number 83. We are being very consistent. Chris is doing a, a hell of a job of getting everything published on all of our platforms. So thank you, Chris, for doing your job. Some might even say a bang up job, uh, but I, I wouldn't. I mean, that would just be going too far. Yeah, that would uh, be a, a, a touch of exaggeration. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's been it's been a good like I don't know like a solid couple of months here. Where I feel like we've been you know consistently getting episodes out. I know this last week I didn't get the clips done that I usually do. Uh, I got one out today or, or yesterday. I think the quick hits. Um, so. That one is done. We're going to do quick hits again today, uh, here shortly. And we also have our third ever uh, official podcast guest, uh, my buddy Joe. I'm going to butcher his last name here because I don't know that I've ever asked him how he pronounces it. But uh, Michelot, I know for a fact that's not how it's pronounced, but I I am intentionally mispronouncing it as bad as I can so that when he listens to this later, he's like, what the actual F, dude? That was awful. We'll totally get him to clean that up for you. Yeah, 100%. But uh, before we waste too much time here, I guess let's go ahead and dive into some quick hits. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a clown. (laughs) First up, let's talk about some good old pop culture because we all love that. Yeah, so uh, I watched Shang-Chi again this weekend, and I just gotta say, like, on the rewatch, still a very solid movie. Like, just overall, good movie, fun, enjoyable, uh, little bits here and there that are kind of silly, but uh, just a, a night, especially on the backs of watching Eternals. I feel like that really, <laughs> like, just comparing the two together i'm now at a point where i'm like yeah okay i can confirm that shang chi was a much better installment than eternals uh, well i'm definitely i watched shang chi this weekend on disney plus uh, to stay away from the COVID. i thought it was a good movie uh overallish there are some things where I, because i've read comics where i'm like oh and there were noticeable changes but overall i thought it was a good movie and uh, I, I think that people are taking uh, the last or the last three installments from Marvel's cinematic universe and giving them the rails um, with Black Widow, Shang Chi, and the Eternals. I'm still looking forward to seeing the Eternals. It'll probably come out on Disney Plus around December 20th, so I'll definitely watch that. Uh, do you think, think that? Probably... Sorry. Do you think that any of this like pushback against these last three films is it coincidence or not that these have been? Uh, focus more on what some would term like diverse or woke characters. Yeah, I think so. I, I think when you when you take a uh, so Black Widow gets a pass because of Scarlett Johansson, and more people seem to be have her back with the whole like how much she got paid thing. Shang Chi, I, I can't remember the name of the actor that started, but I watched him on Kim's Convenience. Uh, Love that show. He's a great actor. Um, 
But when you look at some of the kickback that people are having, it really has to do with race. It has nothing to do with anything else. I do agree with some of the, the comments about the Eternals because they change the characters too much, but I haven't seen it yet, so... Like, so you'll reserve the rest of your comments until yeah, after that. Yeah, the jury's still out. So, yeah, uh, yeah. that makes sense. Anyway, next up... Red Notice. I watched Red Notice on that... Riverside. FYS. Um, I watched that this yesterday, actually, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, Gal Gadot, and uh, Dwayne V. Rock Johnson. And I, I tell Johnson? you one thing. I, jo- oh, yeah. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> oh, my brain. Um, the one thing I took away from that was my expectations of movies with certain characters obviously changes. Mm-hmm. Like it literally changed because it was Ryan Reynolds and uh, The Rock. Like I didn't expect a lot from the movie, but I was like, yeah, but should I? Because Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds, and uh, The Rock is a great actor. He's an you know, awesome celebrity in a lot of different ways. I'm not a fan of all of the movies. He's I mean, yeah, I don't know if I would say he's a great actor. I would, I would probably, like, he's he's a a, a he's fun, a, yeah, and he's a fun guy to watch on screen in yeah. in a lot of roles. Uh, I, speaking of The Rock, I watched Pain and Gain this weekend uh, or or last week while I was traveling. Uh, is it based on the true story of the bodybuilders in Miami that like beat up some guy and basically took all of his stuff. Uh, he was hilarious in that film. Like, I mean, a total psychopath in a lot of ways, but just cracked me up. Uh, very, like, early kind of Dwayne Johnson-esque uh, character development and whatnot. But uh, that, was a, that was a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, I watched it one time, and that was, that was it for me. But if you haven't watched Red Notice, it's a good, it's a very enjoyable movie. Um, that's about it. The, the ending was kind of like, huh, I totally didn't expect that. Um, I okay, should have been on my list this weekend, and I was up in the mountains hanging out, and so I didn't get get to sit down and watch it. But I'll definitely get to it this week for sure. I watched SNL this weekend to little to no fanfare, <laughs> just like personal or <laughs> just like personal. Yeah, like I, I'll be honest, like I think. Uh, it's just the show is not as funny as it used to be, and it's been gradual. Like there, like typically been a good two or three sketches throughout the whole episode, but now I'm noticing less and less of good sketches. Yeah, so, I think you know. I mean, that show is so based on the writing a lot of times, and yeah. I, they may just be in a spot where the team that they have writing isn't isn't clicking because um, it seems like they're they kind of struggle with some of that stuff there's some really funny cast members on that show um, but I think and I don't know this for a fact just historically they've had really funny cast members who were also very good writers in right. some cases and so you know I don't know if that's something where they maybe they're struggling a little bit but I agree that it, it hasn't been quite as good I mean I still I get on YouTube every like Monday to watch the weekend update clips, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't care much about the re- unless it's like, oh my gosh, did you see this weekend's? You know, like a big deal that everybody makes about it. Well, I, I'll tell you this: like weekend update is super hilarious, um, 
and I know that this is their sixth episode of the season, and people are still taking vacations, and it's typically a slow start once you get around the holidays. Yeah. They start off really strong, and then the last couple of seasons, there's been a lull between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then you wait around and so they come back to the energized um, after the new year, but yeah, uh, I didn't, this is like the musical guest, I always fast forward. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just, because I, I watch it on Hulu the next day, but I don't care about like, most of the other talent they bring on to perform. And that used to be such a big deal, you know, like who the musical guest was on SNL could be the reason that you tuned in that week. Yeah. And I'm with you in that, like, I I could not care less about who it is that they're booking for musical guests anymore. Even yeah, even I, hosts, like, I, it, unless it's just somebody that, like, I personally, like, if it's Paul Rudd, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely watching that, but outside of like the few actors that i just have you know like gotta watch kind of deal uh i will say most of the hosts have been hitting the home run um i will just say like Taylor, nothing against taylor swift i'm just not a big fan and she played this 10 minute video song i was like well yeah because somebody else broke up with her i know and they forgot to take give her back to the car literally colin jose made that freaking i know I'm like, yo, this chick's got a pattern. Everybody knows. Everybody. <laughs> All right. So I, I talked briefly about this before. Uh, just the whole anti-woke uh, showing up in my feeds. And we, I sent you a couple articles, a couple videos. Yeah. And I, and I kind of get it. And I think part of the problem that Marvel's having, DC's eventually going to have, is that, and we talked about this before, they're trying to craft... The, the the comics to be presentable to the current audience, right? Sure. And the demographics are just not lined up. So um, I I don't know if they can quite figure that part out. Uh, and I think the Eternals was the big like one of the big nails that people are trying to hammer them with. Uh, I hope they can. I, I you know I've seen some things like the Captain America story. Like why is um, why did the Falcon become you know, Captain America? Actually, that was actually a comic. Right. Now, so, you know, there's a lot of things, and it's very intricate, I would say, as a comic book reader, but I do understand the argument, and one of the people, I read the entire article, although it kind of pissed me off a little, sir, but uh, I don't think they're bending to the woke mob. I think there's just a, a fine balance of even stripping out some of the tropes that were in back in the day to make them more modern so however they figure that out it's going to be tricky some people get pissed off but they can't change as long as they don't lose the essence of the character then it's fine yeah i agree you know i think like i personally don't care what skin color or gender a specific character is you know like if you want to do a version like she hulk right like and there, that article that you sent me, I, I don't know, you said you got like halfway through. I got maybe like half a sentence into it and was like just kind of rolling my eyes because it felt like there was such an agenda set at the very beginning of it. Uh, and I, I read through maybe about half of the article before I was like, all right, this is, I don't, I, I get it. Um, and I just, I didn't, I didn't find much that I, I guess I ultimately agreed with, um, because I, I think, like, I, I don't see any issue with trying uh, 
trying different stuff, you know? Um, the video that you sent me where the girl was complaining about like the, you know, all the wokeness and stuff like that, the characters, I'm like, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like if people don't respond to it, then they're not gonna keep making more of it. It's not, it's, sure. you know, ultimately like it's, it, yeah, they maybe they're trying it. If you don't like it, that's cool. Like not every comic is for every person. Uh, but I am also at the same time, I think, aware of the fact that people have characters that they are very closely tied to, and so, you know, like, or that they identify with, so it can be something where when that character, you know, has like a massive change like that, for some reason that, that is very, you know, uh, startling for people who maybe use a lot of like that in their identity. But if that's the case, no offense, but like, get your own identity. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Now that I offended everybody. <laughs> well, my turn. What the actual hell is going on with hip hop? Man? <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my, my wife sends me the, like she's showing me this joint on TikTok because I don't partake in the TikTok. And uh, it's these island boy clowns. And. Um, that was the tip of the, that's the tip of the iceberg. This may be a longer than what we're trying to do, but for everything holy, please stop. That's not hip hop. All you littles and pumps and whatever, whatever corny names you're coming up with. It's hip hop is not a genre to where that stuff fits. So please stop. Just stop. I, I just, this is the, in my mind, this is the inevitable, you know, like progression of every genre every popular genre. Uh, I mean, you start out with talent and eventually you get to a point where it's not about substance, it's about appearance. It's, do you look the part, you know? Even like, I think rock and roll, like heavy metal, rap, you know, like a lot of genres, even like reggae, right? Punk, like they've all kind of gone through this where you have the people who kind of start it. You have some other really talented people that come in over the years, but then you also have the, I mean, hell, like uh, boy bands, right? Like yeah. NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, both incredibly talented groups, even if you say what you will about this, the style of music, right? But then you end up with like LMFAO and 90, not... Not that those guys individually weren't talented, but it's like, you know, I mean, ultimately, you're ju it's just a cash grab, and I feel like that's where but, we are with the island. Can boys. I, can I drop something down on that? Drop just it. Since you brought up, but those boy bands, who did they copy? New Edition. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I, I hate. I, it's not the race car. I'm just saying. No, and you're. I mean. That's that's a whole thing too, right? I mean, every genre, same the rock and roll, right? I mean, that was who did Elvis copy? Yeah, right. And who did uh, the Beatles copy? I'm not I'm not bashing the Beatles. They wrote some really good songs. Yes. So that's a that's a separate argument. It is. And they're from the UK. But Elvis copied, you know, the Chuck Berries. He copied, you know, he copied a lot of people. To be fair, King. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry only got that from Michael J. Fox. I do. I. I. Is it, is it uh, pitch meeting? I think that addressed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and we're gonna make it seem like one of the most influential rock and roll stole his music from a white kid. <laughs> I. I just. I just can't. But 
so this whole island boy thing I, I sent you a video and it's like I did not know that this was really a thing and then uh, it, there was something else that showed up next was yeah uh, in MGK might have to change genres again. yeah yo that was so mind-blowing I don't like I don't know anything Mac Miller ever did right I did hear about him dying right like I never listened to his music I didn't know about the you know the frat you know frat Rap, mm-hmm. rap. That's just not my thing. So I, the it was the kid was very insightful. Now what the, what was really dope was he's like I want to start out with saying I'm white. <laughs> so I was like I was I respect you even more for at least calling this out. But um, I just so I'm gonna kind of cover all these things. Go for time. it. Yeah. So MGK's got to go hide somewhere else. Dope. I mean we already put it out on on kid. He's garbage. Uh, yeah. And M&M shut him down. And at the end of the day, like when this kid brought up this Jack Harlow dude, I didn't know who he was, but I watched the video, and it's actually pretty dope. And uh, Tory Lanez, his verse was the f- most fire in the whole joint. Like he even like, like I don't like, not not a big Lil Wayne fan anyway, but his verse was the dopest. This kid's from Canada, he represented his his city very dope. Um, but please, can I just get real hip hop back, man? I, I'm tired of the auto tune joints. I'm tired of these. Freaking yeah, but like points. the Lonely Boys or the Island Boys. Sorry, not the Lonely Boys. The, the Island are, Boys <laughs> don't even need auto tune, man. Like they're auto auto tune. It's yo. I, I mean, like I, I just can't. I watched both of those videos that you put in the show notes, and like the first one, I was dying. Like the dude in the pool. Not the two guys in the pool, but the one dude in the pool with like the. I'm like, why are you standing in the swimming pool while you're making beats? That just seems dangerous to begin with. Like you're just trying to electrocute yourself. But he clowned them in the most subtle way. But is that like even clowning? Like you've made them famous by doing this. You're not clowning them. Like you are promoting them in that way. Uh, okay, maybe it's 50-50, but I, I still think, I thought it was like, huh, it's interesting. I mean, like, I don't disagree. I think he kind of took it, like, looked at it, was like, I'm going to make a silly thing out of this, but then somehow, because of where we are in society, like, these guys also benefited from it. Oh, true that, true that. Um, but yeah, I just, like, we are talking about, like, substance and, and actual like and then you know appearance and those guys to me just seem like the epitome of that like i'm not saying that they they aren't i'm not saying they're like bad people i'm just saying like it seems like and oh my god can we stop with tiktok deciding what it is that is popular like i am so sick of tiktok being the excuse for all of this crappy stuff being at the (laughs) forefront of everything which is a really good transition into our next quick hit I'm just saying. I read this article. I put it in the show notes. Man, I guess people my age and probably some people in your age, they're all flocking to Reddit. Yeah, I mean, I have been a much heavier user of Reddit over the last like month or so, and I do like I blame you. You kind of threw it out there <laughs> at one point, uh, and we're like, no, I mean, like Reddit's a good community, but you're not wrong. I mean, like. There's a, only a few subreddits that I follow fairly actively. So, like, uh, the Reddit Tinder is hilarious most of the time. Some of the times, I'm just like, you guys are ridiculous. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that crap anymore. Um, the Am I the Asshole is one of my favorites. Uh, although, even there, like, this is the problem I'm starting to find with Reddit is that 
it's hard to distinguish what's a real post and what's not. What are people just making up stuff to get karma and stuff like that? Like yeah, I was in the anti-work one for a while until somebody was like basically saying how anti-work was really super communist and like they want to destroy the entire system. It's not just about better working conditions and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks for sharing this. So I don't have to waste any more time with your guys' this crappy post. Like, <laughs> Well, I, I think that the, what Reddit does, it's kind of what forums do. It, you can kind of pick and choose your content. You can really like remove things from your feed that you can't do on a Twitter or a, a Facebook. TikTok for the most part. Um, but a lot of people are turned on to TikTok. Now, now the thing I, I'm often concerned about with TikTok is not that I'm you know, painting a broad stroke with Chinese companies, but understand those algorithms collect data. I mean, and I'm just not saying like Chinese companies are evil. I'm just saying like... No, I mean like I have to have a conversation almost weekly with my kid about TikTok and why she's not allowed to have it right now. And I'm just like, I don't have it on my phone because yeah. I don't like <laughs> the idea of them having the information that they are going to have access to. And again, like right. it may be very hypocritical because I have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat all on my phone. Like those are all apps that I have. But, uh, and Reddit, I have the Reddit app now because I got tired of reading it. Um, oh, Idiots in Cars. That's another good one. <laughs> yeah, there's so much stuff where it kind of like, and it's you can you can turn it off, and that's what I like, and I really enjoy the fact um, that their their community, I don't really like it, but it's actually more mature than what you get on the other. It can be. Uh, I will say that all of the social media apps fall prey to the same thing, which is suggesting content, right? Even even Reddit, I get suggested content from them at times it's like oh you know this is people who like this other thing also like this and i get what the point is but like you're saying there are times where i just want to be able to see the stuff that's in my feed and that's it i don't want to be i don't want you to advertise even other parts of your site to me necessarily but right. having come from that other side i totally understand why they do it that's fair and that's it. those are those are our quick hits damn look at so that that was i mean <laughs> shoo like less than 30 <laughs> minutes this time. I think we did it in about 17 minutes last week. Um, yeah. But I like, I am, I don't know. I like this. Uh, today with the little, the little timer was nice too. Yeah. It, it actually forces us to, um, I guess, have a conversation and, and like, it's kind of like debate prep. A little bit. You ever, take the, you ever do debates in school? Uh, not, I don't think I would. Well, was I, no, I was never on like debate team, but we had to do like I think we did debating in one of my my classes at one point. I, I know we'd had to do like a point counterpoint in um, public speaking. Yeah, I had to do that in and um, say history. Um, There's two or three classes where I had to do debates, and I actually enjoyed that. Not that I like to argue with people. Who uh, <laughs> you? No, never. <laughs> Says the guy who is like, I should have become a lawyer. Like, that's what I wanted to be for a long time because I just like arguing with people. But I don't want to debate because I don't like arguing with people. Like, well, I like to, like, I like to push the limits on, like, or really understand what people are saying. Because I don't think people say what they really mean nine times out of ten. Say anyway. what you mean to say. Sure. Say what I you agree. mean to say. 
and mean what you say. Is that a song it that is. you're like trying to <laughs> say what you mean to say? What song? What song is it? I, I'm who? pretty sure it's called "Say What You Mean to Say," but I have absolutely no idea who it's by. I just know those words because you said them. Great. Now I've got something stuck in my head. It'll be two o'clock in the morning. I'll be trying to figure out. You know, there's a really easy way to solve that problem. Lucas. That song's in the '80s, right? It's a song from the '80s. Yes, it's Queen Nyjah. Apparently, is no wait, maybe not. Say what you mean. No, that's season one. Episode nine. Say what you mean to say. I guess that is it. Yeah. Uh, and mean what you say. Yeah. Say what you mean to say what you mean. No, that doesn't look like. It. <laughs> okay. Let's go to business. Yeah. Let's just let's <laughs> move on here before Chris gets completely lost in everything. Collaboration. Synergy. Thinking outside the box, raising the bar, breaking down silos, shifting the paradigm, disrupting the market, business. That is painful every time. Do I you want it. me to change it? You want me to get rid of it? No, you want no, me to update it's, it? It's, it's, let me make it longer actually... and add some more. <laughs> <laughs> Supply so... chain. <laughs> Oh, speaking of supply chain, I've had two conversations about supply chain. One was actually intelligent. The other one kind of irritated me. At the end of the day, it's this is not our show notes, but I just went like, oh, you know what? We're going to come back to this later on. So I, I that'll be fresh in my head. <laughs> so anyway, I, I put an article uh, in. Uh, it was from CNBC, one of my um, intellectual crack houses. And it was basically avoid these 11 words and phrases that make you look weak. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I would yeah. just like to say that I just think it's just great the way that they just. <laughs> yeah, just is one of those words, though, where I yeah. you use it a lot more than you realize you do until you start right. paying attention to it. And especially in emails, uh, I just wanted to just following up, just let me know. And it's amazing how much like just removing that one word. <laughs> it gets you the answer you're looking for. right? Well, and it just it damn it. It, it simplifies what you're saying. Right. I, it right. it doesn't allow for misinterpretation well yeah it really is just provides a a level of uncertainty or a level of apology going into it and, and ambi ambiguity yeah ambiguity yes like it's so one thing i learned in um back in the day obviously because i'm old af um was and my my dad actually really reinstilled like instilled this in me was speak plainly to people like speak very directly now that works well in the military and until you have a rapport with certain people you can't really do that so I often find myself juggling between the two I can speak very directly and say no and I don't like well, I don't take... on the other receiving end of that <laughs> yeah but it's not meant to like right. to shut you down it's just that the my answer is no. But people feel like you should add more context to why you say no. And it's like, well, why? Right? Um, but why? 
<laughs> like, why? You asked me a question and I said, no, that was my answer. And I shouldn't have to qualify my answer. And I think a lot of people, it goes back to one of my, my main tenants in life, be honest and clear about what you're saying. And, you know, I think it's like, if you ever, we're going to put this article in our show notes and um, I just think it's really huge. Yeah, I know. Um, Burpee McBurp. Now, an interesting part about that, even reading that article, I was driving somewhere and I realized I had three modes of conversation. One is tactical, one is social, and one is emotional. And tactical is my comfort zone, right? I'm going to strategically put myself in a position to get my point across. Emotional, I typically use with my, my family and friends. And social, I use that when I'm drinking or at a party, and, and especially if I'm somewhere with a group of people where I don't really know anybody. Um, and I'm okay with that, but I've, I've often figured out, like in the last month or so, like I'm more comfortable with tactical and it doesn't make me feel the, uh, a certain level of anxiety. Sure. Uh, and, but I think it, like communication in and of itself should be probably more revered in our society than what it is. It's just funny because I think I'm the exact opposite. Like I'm so much more comfortable in social dialect than I am in tactical. And it's not that I like just in general, right? When I'm dealing with people in general, especially people I don't know, I am much more comfortable result or, or falling into the social aspect of conversation as opposed to like the tactical, like we need to, uh, there's something to accomplish here. I'm much more like, oh, uh, whatever, I don't really know you. So <laughs> do I really care? Um, yes, I do. I care. But I think you're right. And ultimately the goal is to have clear and effective communication. Right. And so you have to be able to read your audience or to be able to to adjust your tactics, your your approach to the conversation, depending on the audience that you're that you're dealing with. Yeah, I I just found that a very like and I think a lot of people, they probably this is not scientific, but um, just me being somewhat self-aware. I noticed that about myself. I have three modes and they are basically, they're the same. It's tactical, emotional, and social. Um, And my wife criticizes me a lot because like my social conversations are different than my emotional conversations with her. And I'm like, well, because I I see you every day, babe. Like, okay, this is totally okay. See, this is like getting back to the conversation we've had before about like uh, her being upset because on Tuesdays you spend all of your talking time with me and then you're like, you go to bed and you're just like, Zip. no, I'm, I, I'm I all fucked up. I got, I got nothing left to say to you. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, I, I also sent an article about uh, McDonald's and Wendy's dealing with their employ or their employment issues. We've talked about this so many times. People don't want your crappy jobs, ladies and gentlemen. Not for um, twelve to fifteen dollars an hour. For the most part, I mean that's that's what the McDonald's down here says like they got the sign out front now hiring 12 to 15 dollars uh i don't know any 12 dollars or 15 dollars that are looking for jobs right now but but don't don't that that was actually pretty good i i didn't want to like (laughs) 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 um i don't i don't know i just think that when you when you look at what's actually happening with the labor market it's uh for the longest time it and i've 
it's it's kind of teeter between employer employee um, um, stuffs. Like I saw something notable. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, did you click the button? I not yet. I was gonna make him wait. Now click the button. Okay, you want me to let him in? All right. Uh, we have our third ever guest on the Chris and Andre show joining us. Hey there. Maybe. We'll see. Hey. This actually works. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Joe, welcome to the podcast. I can't complain. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry that Absolutely. you have me. It's, it's a very no. very thin pool of uh, guest stars, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, you were top of the list, so nah, I don't know what yeah. that says, but... I was on top of the list once, too. It wasn't a good one, though. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? No, we're, su- we're doing good. We're super glad you're here. So, super glad. I like the Captain America joining I'm trying back. to get this room together, you know? I, It's, it's a... Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, those shields, I love them. You know, they tried taking them from me. There's actually two of them. Yeah, oh, nice. The original oh, one and the new yeah. one. And I can't figure out yeah. which one I like better because they both stand for a different. You know, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, whoa, whoa! You are not trapping me in comic book talk this early into this. Look, I haven't even started drinking yet. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you got some catching up to do. There, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah, a little bit, right? You know, it's hard to find the best angle in this room when they're all like corner angles. So, <laughs> so I was like, well, this is a, this is a little bit of everything. You got my old job, my you know, my 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 hobbies all in one spot. You know, my my roommate, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, nice. but um so what, what's the, what are we talking about what are we, what's going on here we're just talking about some of the uh, the labor shortages in our current economy right now wow and, it's starting um, easy it's just... yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> we, we never we never like um we, we don't diddle daddle here and i was just giving my my point of view and i've i've said i don't know if you've listened to our podcast i try to i i, I trail <laughs> i trail off i trail off it's <laughs> I don't, doesn't seem like a compliment. I try to listen, but no. Sometimes you guys are in really good. You have some really good material, but then other times I'm a stay-at-home dad now, so I have to really commit to either keeping my kids alive or listening to you guys. And so far, I think I think you know which one's more important in that case. Yeah, but I mean legally. <laughs> that is. But I want to hear more about. Funny. I want to hear more about what you said about the labor shortages because I have a very unique perspective on that. Okay, I, I my my mantra has been um, we got an echo coming in somewhere. All right, echo. Yep. Sorry. I blame Joe. It probably is. It's a, it's a very small room, and I'm very very loud of a guy. Don't worry about okay. it. We'll, we'll, no worries. We will make the best of it. <laughs> so my my issue is that it's more of an issue of your, nobody wants your crappy job. So if nobody wants your crappy job. <laughs> That's, not, that's and I'm up. up for twelve to fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> oh, that's like, you wait for we wait for what I have to say. You go on. Keep going. If you if you tell me that, and I I knew this back in uh, two thousand three. Okay, mm-hmm. the company I was working for they spent a lot of time advertising benefits like health care, paid time off. Oh yeah, uh, all face school, value school. stuff. Yeah, bait and switch. No, no school and things you know, things like. And that company also gave you a sabbatical after 10 years. Like, like if you're in a certain... We're talking about real benefits? That's yeah, some yeah, unicorn benefits. stuff. Oh. <laughs> Tell me yeah. more. I won't even say... Well, like I you said, this type. was back in 2003. So this was like, I mean, yeah. the dark ages for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> at, that, at that moment, I realized something. Salary was no longer important. 
It was about the total package you can offer your employees. Right? Okay. I went to a seminar that talked about, uh, and I used to think HR was a joke. And they still do. They, they, I, well, I mean, they still are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess it depends. Sister, HR or uh, people operations, right? People operations is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I look at it in that way, and I've actually had some good experience with HR professionals. My sister is actually an HR professional, and so I want to be very clear: people that really want to do the job. To, uh, I'm sorry, you said that. The, you said that. I, I, HR. You said that, and I saw like a red a red line of death on your forehead. Like you better get this right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am always thinking about like you know, I I can't take that back. So, but um, but but I do know people that want to do the right thing for people. They they understand the value of it. So when it comes to me, when it comes down to what I believe, it's like look, treat your people fairly. I don't need to wait for the state or the the federal government to pay to say that, you know, the average wage in actually the area I live in is sixty five thousand dollars a year, right? The, Where do you live? No, he lives in Disneyland. <laughs> and I, I live in Disneyland. The median income. So if you take, if you just start looking at each little pocket of like of the mm-hmm. suburbs, is like eighty five, right? Yeah. So so the highs you take out the highs and lows and you just say, okay, people have got to be close to that. Depending on the industry, how do we get them closer to where it, they're going to be able to survive in our our community? And the neglect of companies the neglect of politicians to have the right conversation. I, I put the onus on companies first. That's what bothers me. Nobody wants your crappy job. So as long as you continue to do the same things, you're going to have the, your, the, your results will never change on that. That sounds fair. It's, it's a very top end approach of it though. Um, so where do you come in? The gutters as low, as low <laughs> down in the mud as you can get. I, I my work career started at, flipping pizzas unintentionally <laughs> and then learning how to bake them afterwards and then it went from accidental um, security guard to then accidental firefighter and nothing was ever planned it was just kind of like hey you're not a complete dipshit you know how to do a job come do this job and I'm like how much does it pay 50 cents more let's do it and I just kept moving right. up that ladder and um, so you know but as for the whole in my mind Benefits are those things we talk about towards the towards the upper level management or ladder ladder career level, and mm-hmm. that's because in this area, if you have benefits, you're making you're already making a lot of money. The benefits are just like the the gravy on top of it, or you're that guy who's making all the rules for everyone else, and it, by you know as so facto, you are the guy who's causing problems for people. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, <laughs> a lot of people don't know. But not all firefighters are paid, uh, and the ones that are paid aren't paid well. It's they right. when they first your first day in in any type of training, you'll hear somebody say, you know, you're not doing this to get rich, and that's a huge oversimplification of the entire scenario. I was getting as a full time firefighter who who did 36 hour lived in live in shifts, you know, with only a 24 hour break in between. Um, I was making eight dollars and fifty cents an hour. In an area where ten dollars is the, is the, is the base pay for McDonald's employees, now it's gone up to fifteen dollars. Before all this happened, my my the only raise I ever got put me at eleven dollars and fifteen cents, and that's only forty hours. So if I went over those, if I, if you had, if I worked thirty nine, thirty nine and a half hours, I'm ready to go home. I got my stuff packed up on the car, and then a structure fire call goes out. 
I get paid for 30 minutes, and then that's it. If that structure fire takes 12 hours, I'm not getting a penny from it. And that, and like you said, you know, part of that has to do with you know labor laws. So in North Carolina, any firefighter who's receiving pay for their work is exempt from overtime pay. Because what? yep, because they consider that part of your benefits, your death benefits. So if you get mutilated, burned, hurt, or you know decapitated, exploded, um, that all that all the money you would have got from overtime is coming is then coming from your death benefits. So and they they would straight up tell you, yeah, we have some the best death benefits in the in the county. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die for money. No, thank you. If I, if I want to do that, I'll go to the military, and there's a there's a greater chance I won't get yelled at. <laughs> but, Can you imagine if other industries offered that? Like, if or they pitched like, oh, one of the benefits is if you when you ultimately die on the job, you're we got you. We got you. Can you we imagine? got your families back. Can like, you imagine how good Amazon would have it though? <laughs> oh, so that's like so you bring that up, but I, I like I don't know. You guys have seen the Amazon commercials lately, right? Where mm-hmm. the guy like I was working at Amazon, and then my mom got sick, and then my brother got sick, and they both died, and then I became a nurse. Thanks, Amazon. And it's like so. so uh, this is. I mean, I assume that this is just a massive PR campaign campaign to fight back against the like no, we have to pee in water bottles. No. Mm. It's uh, it's basically because uh, the Democrats botch the whole college thing right so the the wage gap that we're having is, is typically because of education sure you mentioned you we're gonna remember to bleep this out okay <laughs> once you once I you work, said democrats i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> i worked i worked for for a long time in fact i think that was yeah. the company that he was working at in 2003 yeah and I tr- <laughs> yeah so but i can tell you this like when obamacare came around we offered benefits that made Obamacare unnecessary. Nice. Right. But no, nobody talks about it. And this wasn't just for upper like staff. It was for everybody. So you actually like, and I actually watched people's benefits go up because of the affordable care act. So we were like, there are some companies that are forced because they're, they, they watch the news and they watch California and they kind of, they see the tea leaves and they're like, Oh, we need to do something yeah. different. There are, there are many, many companies that understand that. I'm not saying they're perfect in every aspect because I no longer work with them. But I'm saying that there are things where it's like, no, as a company, you have that, you have the ability to do the right things. Now, it's it's shocking to me to hear that a firefighter would, like, make less than a fast food employee. Yep. Like, that makes no sense. Well, well the, the zero overtime thing makes no sense at all. Like, to sit there and well, say. Well, that's, that's not, that's actually not to pay for health benefits that's literally the reason why it's one of the driving factors why and we can all thank california for that so california like i'm not blaming the whole state or everybody you literally just did we have california to thank for that but i'm not blaming the state damn it democrats in in this civil lawsuit that i'm getting ready to file against them in federal court like (laughs) i'm just saying like so they had this this issue with overtime and they had to change their state laws because it was unfair people were working like 70 80 hours a week with not even time and a half. So I, I get that. Yeah. But there was an over course correction on that. Right. And then when you roll the Affordable Care Act, and it's like, well, if an employee works more than, I think it's 37 and a half hours, you have to pay them benefits. Right. You know what most small businesses did? They made all their employees part time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, loop- but what's funny is that I don't, that wasn't unique to the Obamacare or the, or the Affordable Care Act coming into play, right? Like, 
companies, certain, but well, but hold on, certain companies, and not necessarily the companies, but the managers at like. So, for example, I worked at Starbucks for three and a half years, and at one point, I like I got hired there, had a great manager. She got promoted, and they brought in somebody who was not so great. And she looked at the people that she didn't particularly care for or get along with and was like, you're cut to 19 hours and you had to be at 20 hours in order to make benefits. And so there were people who basically had that job because of the benefits like you were talking about, right? Because Starbucks offered amazing healthcare packages as well as like, you know, in uh, 401ks and other retirement benefits and stuff like that. And she just came in and was like, you're, make, you're, you're down to 19 hours. I'm scheduling for you for 19. Nobody's allowed to work any additional hours. And just whittle you down until the point where you're like, I can't. They're, like, literally, my reason for doing this job is no longer part of the benefit yeah. that I'm getting yeah. from it. So now I'm going to leave. And, and then, that's it, Sorry. And then to make it worse, uh, they, I, I've been in that experience. They'll, they'll put your schedule spread out across the whole week. So it's kind of like you're wasting your entire day working for four hours. Yeah. yeah no, so you it's... don't have the opportunity to be working two jobs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because then you might just stay on to make God. the extra money. And it's keep... like... let, let, me, let me be fair. I, let me be fair. I'm not saying either way is right or wrong. Right. I'm saying that there, there are fun, like the crunch that like most small businesses, like 63% of all Americans work for a small business. That is, that is a fact, right? Yep. According to 2021, like... Well, well, that statistic's changing now because a lot of them are becoming self-employed through like YouTube and right. other stuff like that. Yeah, so but 63% of what most of our population works in a small business. By the way, if you're on YouTube, smash the like button. <laughs> oh, don't forget to subscribe. Obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> subscribe and leave a comment about how oh, much you like Joe. And the bell and the the bell thing. Don't say the Joe thing. Don't do that. No, I'm not. I'm, okay, I'm, fine. I've had one Tell guy Tell us how much you don't like Joe. The last time I was on some type of streaming <laughs> platform, a guy asked me to like breathe heavily into the mic. Which I was more than happy to do. That's weird. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I think the argument can be made that when you go to the the local McDonald's, they're most of, like actually eighty five percent of their yeah, McDonald's. <laughs> they're eighty five percent owned by franchisees. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. That franchisee is like looking around, going, "I need to do something different." Yeah, and. What their difference is going to be is like, yeah, I need to make sure I can afford to keep my, my operation open. They're going to hire people. So there is a it's a it's a delicate balance, I believe. And it's the it's a perfect storm. Employees can force what the states and federal government couldn't do to get fair wages. So I'm not altogether upset about it. <laughs> I'm actually applauding people for saying, well, that they're not going to you know, they're not going to voluntarily do it, like financially strangle them. Right. So anyway, I could go into that all day long, but let's talk about something else that I'm, I'm kind of getting frustrated with uh, luxury car commercials. And I put... Man, just, you just destroyed the whole industry. The hell of the economy, the hell of luxury cars. Go back. Yep. I mean, so this is what we do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, Andre will bring up a topic and then I will typically it'll be me that insults an entire swath of people yeah. on one Just side of the conversation. Sit and stare until you negatively expunge on people. I love it. Basically. It's fantastic. <laughs> One one thing I learned working for that company I worked for is just how marketing is devious. And um, I've seen three luxury car commercials: one for the Audi RS e-tron GT. The uh, yeah, I'm actually I've I've got one of those on back order right now. Oh really? No. 
<laughs> Make that money, yo. Make that money. Uh, the 2021 Cadillac Escalade and the uh, the LS500 series. Oh my god! No even get started on the Hummer E, the electric Hummer. Oh no, because because GEs they they figured something out. Wait, GE or GM? G, I'm sorry, good lord, GE. Well, GE is not even GE. <laughs> yeah. you know, they make washers and dryers, and like there's something like six different companies. Yeah. But they figured something out, um, and this is what they figured out. Let's not put white people in our vehicles. And here's the most devious thing about commercials. If you ever want to see where the social winds are moving, in in social like socially and politically, watch more commercials. Yep. Right. And from Janelle Monet being in the Audi commercial, she's talented, so I love her for that. Uh, Regina King being the Cadillac commercial, I have the biggest crush on her, so I'm okay with that too. But the hands to the sky thing, it's like you have like a, a an Asian chick, a black guy, and a Latino guy like doing a, a reggaeton like commercial. I'm like, you guys are totally like playing everybody. Yeah, yeah, tokenism to the to the extreme. Yeah, <laughs> let's cover our bases. We don't want to whitewash this. <laughs> I, I know, I know yeah, exactly I mean, what you just, mean. It is amazing. I have I, no I idea what it, you guys are talking about. <laughs> what? I mean, you're literally like within a caramel Oreo right now, so. <laughs> is like i think everything's great in my world <laughs> no but it's funny so uh i was at walgreens yesterday and i'm sitting in the pharmacy and i look shit, yeah. yeah doing some white people shit <laughs> uh, and like they have you know the the big like display on the wall next to me and it's got like all the different services that the pharmacy offers and above it are all of these old pictures of walgreens mm-hmm. And I noticed that every single person mm. in those old pictures is pastier than I am. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Because then I start to look around at, like, the more modern, you know, like, displays and stuff. And it's all diverse. And I'm like, so nobody looked at this, all these old photos, and was like, you know, I mean, like, maybe they don't all have to be. Like, maybe we just don't put people in it at all. Because they're all white. Instead of just having I, the door open and seeing who walks in, yeah, they were cherry picking back then. And, and, yeah, and in yeah. a way, they're kind of doing that again now. Just they're kind of overcorrecting, like you said. Yeah. There, there is a, I, and I get it. I, I don't, I don't dislike it because there, like, there's a sense of normalcy to our, our natural diversity. But like, be more strategic, right? Don't just don't be so blatant. Yeah. And I'm going to give you two examples. Uh, actually, one. Uh, HGTV. Have you ever watched that joint? <laughs> We're back on <laughs> this got like, Yeah, because it makes me so mad. If there's like a black family on House Hunters, you hear like the... I'm like, what, is, what are we doing? No, nobody notices that. And if you see like uh, Billy and Jane buying a house, it's just like, oh, happy. Yeah. And if, you, if somebody says like, uh, oh, so-and-so is Latina, you hear like this fake like keyboard salsa, mm-hmm. which really offends me. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Little bongo, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyway, and, it's, and last it's thing Maracas, in business, I, 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 oh, it's, it's, it's both. I, it's that's so worse. Uh, I went to uh, uh, BurgerFi and Cary off of Walnut Street, right? And this is the last thing in business. I'd never seen a Karen until this day. So I sent you a text. Wait, you found a wild like, Karen? Like legitimate wild Karen, like legit. Holy, and yeah, you didn't like, record it. <laughs> I did not because I didn't know what to do. I was like, "This is yeah, shocking." Okay, right? continue. So 
I waited for 40 minutes for my order. And this lady, legit, I kid you not, bro. She goes to the counter and says, this is cold, this is cold, this is cold, this is cold. I want a refund. This white guy next to me goes, and here's our Karen. I was like, oh, that is a Karen. Nice. I didn't know what to do. I was like, yo, this lady gets $68 back. Ooh. And I'm thinking, like, she's leaving. Yep. You know, she does. She, she goes and sits order. down and eats the food that she just complained about. Got, got a free meal I out was, of it. <laughs> I could not believe it, man. So I told the guy, like, Burger Fight, they, they got their butt kicked. But I was just like, look, I told the, the cashier, I'm like, dude, you do the best you could do. It, blah, blah, blah. And um, this one dude was going to complain. So I wrote a comment saying, hey, look, it wasn't on them. I went today. And, like, I literally just said, it wasn't on them. They just couldn't keep up. Yeah. But I, I was, my mind was blown. I saw my first Karen. This chick literally got her all of her money back and went back down, didn't leave, yep. and sat down with her family and ate the food. Blew my mind. Oh, my mind. God. If you want to you talk more about um, people being cheap when it comes to restaurant food, I, I got the label on that. I, I can give you Go some more it. stories. Here's a, well, here's a quick one. Um, this is a lady we used to give her a nickname was a Pepperoni Karen. And... <laughs> She would order because she would order a pizza, and Papa John's policy is: if there's anything wrong with the order, you the driver will come back with a reorder, no additional charge, with your money back. Right. So she and but she knows that the company policy is: we do not make modifications to the pre-existing orders. So if you want a pepperoni pizza, you're going to get a pepperoni pizza. And don't get me started on their grading scale. That's a whole other video. They're like they're like obsessed with with edge lock and the the proper proportions of pep forty seven pepperoni. Oh, sorry, fifty seven pepperonis. Not a not a one over. But anyway, anyway. So um, I haven't had enough. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> she would order and then she would always like somehow pick out the new workers because there's a revolving door. And she was like, she would. I would see the order pop up and then someone would walk up to me and be like, hey, that pepperoni pizza. They wanted the pepperoni under the cheese. And I look at them. What? We're not supposed to put pepperoni in the cheese, dog. They're like, no, but they really want that. They said that's how they made it last time. I'm like, I know that's how we made it last time. It wasn't supposed to happen. And I was like, well, got to make it now because he, he, the new guy promised. And um, so, yeah, it was like pepperoni under cheese. And then you bake it like that. It's not a bad idea. It's, but it's just like Chicago pizza. It's not real pizza. So. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like you already, dude. So the, um, we, uh. So I ordered it. I mean, I I made the order and then I had to deliver it because that's what drivers do when there's no in stores. You make everything and deliver it for four fifty an hour. And then I gave it to her. I knew exactly what was going to happen because as soon as I gave it to her, she opened up the pizza. Where are my pepperonis? I'm like, uh, I just didn't say anything. I just turned around and walked away because I knew what was going to happen. Before I, <laughs> this is like a mile and a half from the from the store, so I already knew she was calling him before I even got there because you know pepperoni in one hand, phone in the other. I was like, oh, okay. Get back. My manager's like, yo, you just deliver a pizza? I'm like, that's what I do, chief. What's up? <laughs> and he's like, so you said there was no pepperonis in that pepperoni pizza. I'm like, it's pe I'm like it's pepperoni Karen. And he's like, ah, oh, damn it. And he's like, well, <laughs> she wants her money back. I'm like, okay. I'll just, I didn't even like clock back in. I'm like, I'll just drive it back real quick. G drive it back. Give her money back. Come back. 15 minutes later, she drives up. And like, cause she knows at four o'clock, that's when the manager switches out. Drives up with the pizza in hand, saying, I got this pizza earlier, and I paid for it, and it wasn't made to my specifications. I want a refund. And they and I work 16-hour shifts, 
So I saw, I would see that happen. I'm like, she would get another free pizza and a and double refund. And that happened every single week. And there are people like that who just know the system so well. And, yeah. and, but the corporations design these policies. They're, they're not, they're so rigid. And they're like, no, you know, non-compromising. It's the customer. Customer's always right to a, like a bad degree. Yeah. Dude, uh, like I worked at Blockbuster for several years before working at Starbucks. Oh, God they bless had you a policy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but their policy was we do not prosecute shoplifters. We never prosecute shoplifters. Dude, and so in the training, they I literally that. tell you, do not ever, ever try to stop somebody from shoplifting this like from the store. Don't bother to follow them outside because they didn't want any sort of like lawsuit or anybody getting it's hurt. Insurance. Yeah, it's exactly. Insurance. And so people would literally walk in, like we had a dude that would walk in with a big puffy jacket on, he'd go back, he'd stuff a bunch of stuff in, and he'd literally just walk through with his hands up through the little scanner thing, and it would beep, and then he'd leave. Like, that was it. It was all. <laughs> See thing. you next week. Because yeah. <laughs> he knew. He was like, I know. Like, nobody's going to, you're not going to do anything. Oh, man. Um, I have been paying and, for video games this whole time. What's wrong with you? This whole time? <laughs> When I worked at Starbucks, we had a lady, we called her refill lady, and this woman, I literally, on multiple occasions, saw her digging through the trash can outside of the store for a used coffee cup. Not her coffee mm -hmm. cup, somebody else's used coffee cup. And she would come in and say, I want a refill, because a refill was 50 cents for a drip coffee, if you had the cup. It was supposed to be within the hour, and while you stayed in the store. But you, but can't, she would insist, you, can't, you can't prove that. That's one of exactly. the things you can't prove, yeah. But she would come in with the grossest cups from, like, days and days because she would just get refills over and over again. And if she didn't have a cup, she would go digging through the trash can. The number of times that I gave it to her and gave her a new cup because I refused to watch her drink out of yep. something that she pulled out of yep, the trash exactly. can. Like, that's just You so took the high ground gross. on that. Instead of saying no, you're yeah. like, let's be realistic. You're still gonna. So here's a I clean mean, cup. most <laughs> of the time she got decaf when she didn't ask for it. So, yeah, I mean, high ground, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. By the way, heads up, if you ever go to Starbucks and you piss off your barista, you're getting decaf. <laughs> nice. That caffeine, like, you, especially you pay for extra shots and you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, joke's on you. Obviously, since my previous conversation, I can't afford Starbucks. Well, Starbucks. No, All homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> I gave that life up a while ago, God, too. When you, said so. the whole, when you said the whole cup thing, I immediately remember this guy. Another, You have your regulars, you know, your misfits. Yeah. His name was, we called him T-Rex for horrible reasons. But he, that was, that's what he would do. He would climb into the dumpster for any leftover pizza or cups, and he would come in and, like, and ask for a refill. And we straight have to tell him, bro, we're not we're not Pizza Hut. We don't have a fountain drink. And he's like, yeah. "Well, I'm really thirsty. You got some water?" I'm like, y "You need some money because they're they're all bottled." Oh, that's, oh, that's oh, okay. I'll just go down to Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. That's crazy. Now we're, now depressed. we're getting to prayer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Cheers. Let's go to sports. <laughs> no, we're going to go to some sports. Well, it makes you feel better. He got hit by a car and didn't die. So, it it came back to him. That's like going the opposite direction there. <laughs> Well, speaking of getting hit by a car but not dying, let's talk about Cam Newton. Cam Newton! <laughs> what so, the actual, actual... I mean, is... like, okay, first off, they're playing the Cardinals, who were without Kyle Murray eight, and DeAndre Hopkins, one. right? Doesn't matter, they were 8-1. Fair. Um, they, the, yeah, I mean, look, like, there's no explaining it. I just think we have to vote Cam Newton for MVP now. Like, obviously, he's the most valuable player to any individual team because they went from the Sam Darnolds to the Cam Newtons, like, overnight. I mean, that was, 
Makes you wonder that what they do. That was impressive. What, what, what do they do off camera? Does he just beat them into submission? Like, you're going to do it like this? <laughs> no, I just I think, like, I mean, like, I, Andre, I mean, I don't want to, like, call you out, but you have not been a huge Cam fan over the years. I can't be. I can't. I will not be. I cannot be. I will not be. But I just feel like, to some degree, you have to admit the impact that this man clearly has on. I mean, he took here, Gus Malzahn no, here, and here's the, here's the, to go win no, a national championship. Here, please, for everything holy, shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm gonna do that, but only because I gotta go get another beer. Okay. okay. You tell I mean, me. You tell me you don't have them all around your desk. <laughs> I do. Like he's he's not he's not an adult. Yet. Yeah, see, that's that's a, that's a Trump card. He just came in here, pissed you off, and then walked out. And now, and now we have to sit with it. <laughs> oh no, I'm going in hard, man. I don't give it. He can try to run off if he wants to. That's, that's no lube. You're just gonna no, pin right? him down and let him have it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But, but you, all right, everything you, I'm praying for you. You miss. That's what I have, to do. dude. <laughs> Cam Newton is nothing, yo. Like, this is where he lost me. He lost me as soon as halftime comes up. He's like this. I'm back. That wasn't halftime. That was after he scored the first touchdown. No, it was. I thought so. I don't know. No, it was halftime. Okay. He was going to the locker. <laughs> and I'm like, you slimy Is he, though? Like, shit. I mean, he's he's literally back. He's he, back. He's, in, a, he's a discount. Carolina. He's a Shut up. He's a discount quarterback. They got him for $4.5 million. Bucks. Would you rather He's have prob- Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater? Ooh, shit. They're the same person. <laughs> no, they're not. Teddy Bridgewater is a Dollar General version of Cam oh. Newton. Not even Dollar Tree. I, Dollar you know, General. Yeah, but when you really need it, Dollar General is the best thing you can have. Yeah, if you live out in the sticks, like yeah, well, like thank nowhere. you for that compliment. There's like seven just down my road alone. Not even a joke. <laughs> we pay. We actually, when you you learn your districts in the fire department, and it got to a point where we realized that every dollar general was three miles from the next one. It it just it just became that. Let me that that token. Let me ask you a, a, a super like yeah. Let me ask you a really tough question. Do you notice that Dollar Generals and Dollar what's the other one? Dollar Tree. Tree. Uh, Fam- there's Dollar Tree. Don't forget Family are Dollar, they tip- man. They were the original ones. They were the ones that started. Are this. they tip? Are they typically in lower income mm-hmm. neighborhoods? Yeah, so they um. Do you know what um? Oh God, what is it? the old terminology? Um. So federally. Food, food shortage, food strangles, food deserts. Food deserts. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Dollar General makes their money off food deserts. They actually target environments or areas in which there's not a grocery store within five miles, and they that's where they start their 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 infection, and they work outwards like that, and then they got three miles for every store in between. Um, but no, that that's how they work, man. People in lower incomes. It's not that they they can't get to work because I've seen enough crackheads they'll drive fifty miles to get some, but if they're if it's right there it's convenient you're not going to drive that extra one mile of gas to go to a food line or Walmart so yeah no they got their bread and butter is quite literally uh, food deserts so yeah yeah okay so now man we should I might have to real quick do you guys know what you guys know what penny shopping is since we're talking about Dollar General. I'm from New York. I'm gonna let everyone here, like the twelve people in the in the audience, know. So, so. Oh, what a shot! What a shot for no reason on the podcast. That was for that was for you dropping that that bomb and walking off. (laughs) But fair. But um, I'm not done with you. So I'm not done. I mean, I'm giving him his intermission. Fuel fuel up. 
But no, for real though, a a penny shopping is a term utilized for penny products in Dollar General. Um, their their computer system automatically lowers prices on sale things until they're below their actual value to the point where they're not making a profit on it. So they rather they 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 drop down below to a penny, literal penny, like a whole bottle of milk for a right. penny. And um, every morning the manager gets a, a list of things you have to take off the shelf and throw away. If you hurry up and get those things from that off that list ahead of time, their policy states that if, if a customer finds a petty item, they have to sell it to them for that price. So my former wife used to be just really big on that. She would go in there and get like obscene things, like 50 uh, bushels of those fake flowers or like swimsuits, canned goods, more Captain Crunch you can ever ever want. Hence, hence why my <laughs> teeth are all messed up. And she would walk out for three dollars. She would walk out with like three buggies full of stuff. And she it got to a point where people managers were like, as soon as they saw her walk through, they would follow her. <laughs> and if she grabbed one thing off the shelf, they would clean that shelf They'd off. Take the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So fun fact, it's still a thing. It still goes on. Uh, there's actually a couple websites that you can find. They get shut down all the time for lawsuit reasons. But penny shopping is a real big thing. It's it's secret, and I love it. And um, I'm not I'm not ashamed to say some of the things in my room are are, are penny shopped items. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I'm not like I'm not gonna be a hater. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, but now that I, I, li- I lived in I, I lived in Harlem in the '80s. Mm. But let me get back to your ass whipping. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cam Newton MVP, Yo. best player yeah. to ever I, play the game. Number one, new number one on my top ten quarterbacks list. He said time. he was going to give you an ass whooping, not wait for you to tell <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how could he even say that? Yo, he played like all right, all right, I'm a, his 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 two possessions. He did get touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. But he's still Cam Newton. Name another player <laughs> that played two two that came in for two plays after just joining the team less than a week ago and scored two touchdowns. Uh, Tom Brady. No bullshit. Um, Tom Brady never did that. Are you kidding me? He never scored two touchdowns after signing with a new team less than a week ago. Oh, less than a week. A hundred percent of the time, yeah. he scores every time. I'm getting, I'm getting so excited. My twitches are activating. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I don't give a shit. Like what? Yeah. What do you yeah, have against Cam Newton? The man inspires a, greatness wherever he goes. He's also insuff- insufferable. Yes. He's a child. Have you met yeah, me? A... Why do you think I'm such a big fan? <laughs> I've met you, and I, and I, I wonder. You're, no, you're, no, he's, he's trolling me right now. Like, I'm, like inside, I'm like, this, this motherfucker's trolling. you got to bleep that, too. He's trolling me. I, I can't. I cannot. I cannot. I will not. I really don't understand. Like, okay, when Cam was I don't at like Auburn, him. I wasn't a huge fan because of the whole thing with his dad and the computers and whatever. But then when he got to the NFL, I just sat there and watched people hate on this dude for taking on 90% of the offense for Carolina. And basically willing them to a Super Bowl that they lost, and in which he had a very similar play to what Teddy Bridgewater did this weekend for Denver, right? Where he didn't dive on the football, and everybody made, oh, it's Cam's not a team player. No, no, no. Look, 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 look. I'm not going to say, like, Cam is not. He's a good quarterback. I've always said that. I don't like his attitude. I just, I really don't. I can't get behind I think, it. I, I think what you cannot. want is you want his level of professionalism and sportsmanship to match his character. And you're seeing you're seeing a very like egotistic person. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't I just can't get behind that. And if Cam Newton was not Cam Newton, 
and just a, a great quarterback all the, way, all the way around, which I think he is. He's got a great so arm. So you're saying if Cam Newton wasn't the personality that Cam Newton is, you would be behind him? I would support Cam Newton without his personality yeah, all day because I think he's a good quarterback. Like, I really do. Like, I cannot take that away from I've had a couple women say the same to me. I just don't want him to talk. <laughs> you just don't want him to talk? You want him to shut up and play baseball? Or bat, football? No. So you play? can't get the sport right. Like, no, I, I just Jordan want him to, like, I want him, <laughs> I want him to, like, get, I want him to be, a, like, literally be the, the guy that he can be as far as a quarterback goes. So he can talk. It's just like, look, man, put your ego back, you know, put it back a ways away. Away, away, away. I just... When dude... The dude, he said, I've been waiting to say this for a long time. Keep on pounding. Bitch, please. You were lucky to get signed. They signed you on a discount. Mm. Nobody was $10 million? Dollars? Four, four and a half for one year. Mm. Four and a half you guaranteed. Got, for one year. For one year, yeah. For for one that, that year. Doesn't, for that six doesn't, games. That for half a say, season. That's no, $9 million Chris, a year. That's fine, but it doesn't say that he is committed to him like that. That's more than New England signed him for on the veteran minimum deal that he signed last year. Now, granted, look, Carolina, the Panthers themselves were in a shithole of a situation, right? Yeah, you are literally you are now paying Cam to replace the replacement that replaced Cam's replacement, who you are also paying. You are paying three quarterbacks to replace the quarterback that you now have on your roster starting for you, including that quarterback. You're paying Teddy Bridgewater, fair, fair, Sam fair. Darnold, and Cam Newton, who are all replacements oh, for Cam Newton. God, that just made me so angry. I cannot stand Teddy Bridgewater. For everything you wanted holy. him to dive on that ball. You thought that was the play that was going to make their break the, the Broncos season? No. I, fortunately, I didn't get to see the game live because I would have been pissed. Yeah, I didn't wake right? you up for that one. It was well, actually, it wasn't showing. <laughs> asshole. It was it was ten zero the end of the first. They tied it up at the second. Then they just started to. I guess Vic Fangio is a terrible idiot. coach. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm like, go go with your run game. <laughs> Thoughts, Joe. They were, I mean, we're talking about sports here, and I'm watching a boxing match happen right in front of me. She's. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for everything holy, like if if I look at time of possession, so I'm watching this whole thing on my phone, right? I'm like, shit. They're killing you by time of possession by like they're beating you by two thirds. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Like no, I'm fired. Sorry, five minutes into the, the uh, third quarter. Like walk it up the field. Stop letting this idiot throw ball. Yeah, right. You watch this. On I your don't phone disagree. And you but... didn't throw your phone. Uh, bravo. <laughs> oh, because uh, I'm not gonna. I'm like I'm too cheap. I'm like I'm not gonna buy it. Speaking about benefits, I have this insured. <laughs> So, but it just, it just frustrates me. And I don't want to, like, I don't want, I, I don't want to say a quarterback's a bad quarterback. Maybe it's, maybe it's 50, 50 coaching in the quarterback, because I know as a quarterback, you can definitely get good reads and you can change a play on the field. Bridgewater isn't like, as far as I'm concerned, incapable of doing that. He's, so you're right. He's like a discount uh, Cam Newton. He really is. You have said that they are basically the same person. They, they are the same in person. terms of the player. Like, but I understand that like Teddy doesn't bring the same personality that Cam does. Right. And so I, I mean, yes, like I was certainly trolling you with that comment there. But I just, I, I think personally, I feel like over the years Cam's gotten a bit of a bad rap, and I am at the point now where I'm more willing to kind of stand up for him and say like. 
I don't know. I mean, like, I just like the dude. Are you kidding? He got cut from New England because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't disagree with that. It wasn't because he I'm wasn't not a saying. Good well, right. Okay. So you, it wasn't. It wasn't because of his skills. Because of his freaking attitude. Sure. That was it. it he got cut from New England. Because and he of turned that. around and got it, got it vaccinated, and now he's signed with the Panthers. And he's going to take him to the promised land. They've won in the Super Bowl this year. Anyway, dos a zero. <laughs> to, like, my Mexican friends out there, I know that a lot of you guys are talking shit. Um, That'll teach you. Talking <laughs> shit. This is the second time the U.S. <laughs> this is the second time the U.S. men's team has beaten their asses two to nil. And Christian Pulsnick, that's my dude. I watched him when he was, like, 16 he made the national team. He's an amazing player. And I turn around and watch um, McKinney get that goal, and everybody was like saying, McKinney, he's not good. Yo, McKinney did some footwork that made me go, oh, shit. <laughs> like, so, anyway, U.S. men's national team, please, I, I do believe you'll beat Jamaica if you don't. <laughs> For everything fucking <laughs> <laughs> I will burn all my kids. So I'll be like... You didn't beat Jamaica, so uh, right now the U.S. What are you high? <laughs> right, right now we are tied with Mexico, uh, number one spot in the Concacaf. So that means that we have a, a somewhat a good walk and path to the World Cup, which will be great since we didn't go to the uh, Olympics. So, well, a quick segue. Yeah. Anybody else watch? The, quick huh? segue. Since I'm starting to yeah, get yeah. depressed now, just 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 hearing this machismo. <laughs> is that is that Nintendo Power magazine you got behind you, Chris? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, you are such is... a nerd. I love it. Thank you. Like, are, Yeah, are... this is my classic Nintendo Power collection. You don't have them have wrapped, here. do you? No, they're not wrapped. Hell no. Mm. These were these were ones that I read, and yeah. they've been sitting you, in a box. You got your sick uh, oil all over them. They're, 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 yeah, <laughs> absolutely. These are not like mint condition or anything. Uh, Joe, do you watch soccer? I don't. I don't. I live beyond expectations. <laughs> Growing up as a mixed Latino man, everyone is, everyone makes assumptions of you. So I no, I <laughs> dude, I, I know Latinos that don't watch soccer, man. I, I really do. God, I <laughs> I've raised around family that likes soccer. I've seen enough to know how it is a good sport. It's a fun sport, but man, I cannot get with the whole audience fights. Just that is just insane. Like so, Latino where? Like uh, where's your ooh, family? Let's just let's, let's dish. <laughs> so um like no i'm, my, I'm so, being real i'm not i'm not uh here. so i was half raised in north carolina in a little town called mm-hmm. whiteville chris you should know oh, about man, it i'm sorry <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then um uh the other half was in the bronx of new york oh yeah, yeah so yeah. uh i'm half puerto rican and half uh peruvian so my wife's from Peru. yeah it's a horrible place <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, my, Touchy, my grandfather yeah right, yeah right for that one other peruvian person that watches this um i'm sorry <laughs> no it, like it was like it was funny too because if you look at it like in hind- hindsight it was uh it was the 1960s no 1980s um i think okay. 1980s police riots for, in peru and my, my great grandfather was a um a governor in Peru, and you know, politicians know things are going to happen before they happen. And he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to send my sons to another part of the planet. No reason. All you, all the, all the sisters, just stay here. You're going to be safe." 
And then, uh, so yeah, that's how it happened. You know, I got now. Now I'm a mixed bag of cultures and and, and viewpoints, and it, it, I, I'm a I, I easily trigger people, and I guess this is why I'm so welcomed here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You are yeah. very. You are amongst good companies, sir. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. I I I grew up in Spanish Harlem. I'm from New York. Uh, my wife's from Peru. She's from Callao. Um, I have a lot of friends from. Actually, a lot of my friends are from Callao. <laughs> actually. Um, I know some Dominican people. They don't like soccer. They, no, they talk yeah, baseball. Yeah. And they, they always shit. Yeah, on right. Soccer. I love that about Dominicans. They're so, so re- rebellious. Yeah, it's like, rebellious. They're like we're I'm Latino, like, but not like that. No, <laughs> not like that. No, man. <laughs> we play baseball. We're that kind of Latino. So I mean, that's Good. dope. Uh, but yeah, I I do I pull for Peru a lot because if I want to sleep in my bed, no, Peru's actually the, their national team's gotten better over the last uh, couple World Cups. And it's it's like soccer's big in my house. Like um, like I am that guy that. But I I'm says, an American. Says the guy who's wa- who's wearing the jersey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I I watch <laughs> soccer like an American. Right. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like Latinos are like oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like come on come on cut cut the yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so I'm yeah, yelling. Yeah. They're like they're like they can't hear you. I'm like they can hear me. <laughs> <they're> like, I'm <laughs> so. I'm, it's like I'm watching a, a football game. It's like no, nah, but it's I watch. You are like watching American. a football game. Te- yeah, I am watching. Technically, like, yeah, I watch <laughs> football like I'm watching yeah. football. Um, and you know, my my younger days have passed. But anyway, anyway, I I'm not. I'm just saying, Mexico. You talk about man in the mirror. We're trying to mimic you. No, you got to remember we have weapons on our team, man. We we've we've lost enough World Cups to where we're like. Now that shit don't work. Yeah, now they're hungry. <laughs> they're hungry. They're like, now, we, yeah. we know what's not working. Let's let's, let's try this. Yeah. <laughs> My question is: is uh, was it Pulisic? Was it Pulisic? Whatever his name is. Christian Pulisic. Yeah, is he the next uh, Landon Donovan? Like great player that we just can't win with because we don't have enough support around him. Uh, actually, no. He's a he's a superstar. Okay. Like uh, they love him in Europe. I mean, most of our actually, I think a third of our national team plays in Europe. Our, America's biggest problem has been, or the state's biggest problem has been, we don't play, um, we don't play European or South American soccer, right? That's when. So we, yeah, we, we play like, yeah, U.S. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, very regionalized. Yeah, very uppity. Yeah, <laughs> the best version because America is the best at everything. No, yeah. Anyway, We've talked so, about that false, <laughs> false superiority complex yeah, of America yeah. on the, in the past. So. That means an automatic elimination, right? But now most of our our play our starters they played in Europe. You know, it's like Portugal got they got upset by Serbia, right? So we're talking about Christian Ronaldo, like Senior Wapo. Like my wife loves this guy like too much. I'm like, look, I don't. Have you seen the Theragun commercials with him? No, I don't care. I don't. I don't want to see him outside of off off the pitch. Those short shorts. Oh my god! I don't care, man. And he's like on the bed. With the little that, the hair gel nope. down Next. and everything. Let's talk about I life. see what your Google search <laughs> results are. Life. I wouldn't even be watching live television if it weren't for my parents, so I blame them. No, uh, I mean, but like Cristiano Ronaldo is a good-looking dude. Like you gotta, yeah, yeah. You have to acknowledge that. I do. I don't have to like it. No, I didn't say you have to like it. You don't have to like him, but you have to acknowledge that the man is a, is a good-looking dude. So how long you two been married? <laughs> me, me and Ronaldo? God, no. I wish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway, so one of the things that's been bugging me is affordable housing. Um, oh, my God. 
Yeah, right? Um, Why do we have to make housing so affordable? I should have I should have read the itinerary better. <laughs> I am so I'm so like tickled with all these topics right now. I have, good. I have, so, no, that's I have perfect. so much to talk about. It's depressing. No, that's good. <laughs> we'll, I mean, we'll depressing right? depression is what I mean, that's what everybody's into, right? Like right? everybody's that's, got the, that's what gets We're you, all on antidepressants. That's what gets like, you to likes on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, I guess my my the frame for this and it's not like um it's not super intellectual because I don't have a solution for it, mm -hmm. right? But in in where I live in Wake County, there's been a couple of news stories that like keep popping up. It goes back to the the, the like actual fair wages, and most places in North Carolina, it's we li we literally live in Disneyland. So where you guys are at down by the beach, Wake County and Mecklenburg County and whatever county Asheville's in, those are four pockets of protection against financial disasters in this state. Right. I don't remember the actual amount of agricultural jobs in the state, but I know it's declining, like typically like two to three percent per year. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know that the, the quote unquote white collar jobs are are giving this impression that the state's in better shape than what it is. So why is it got to be white collar jobs? Mm. Right. Mm. You know, I, I struggle with that. Because you don't want the dingy shirt, right? right? You want that manila, that manila <laughs> color like you get from you smoking too close to your shirt. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the after effect of that is gentrification, right? So like you look at downtown Raleigh, you look at uh, the, 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 the quote-unquote city, town I live in, and affordable housing is becoming an issue. Where like You'll start to push people out to the suburbs, right? Mm -hmm. And you get underfunded schools and on all these mm -hmm. things. And I sent this one article that talked about how there's this one neighborhood and, um, and close to downtown Raleigh, it was a townhome neighborhood. And the HOA said, you can't rent your house. Right. Well, and this was one of those things where the, the rule in the like, you know, uh, governing bylines for the community had always been there, but they had never enforced it. Right. That it's like technically the rule is on the books, but it was like, eh, as long as it's not you're not creating an issue with it, we're not going to enforce it. But then they transitioned ownership of the HOA over to a new group. I think it was the actual homeowners. And they the people on the board were like, eh, we want to get rid of these people that have been renting here for years. And yeah, like it. I don't understand the idea of just like wanting to completely uproot a portion of your community there unless the underlying issue is that you feel like for some reason they don't belong, in which case you're the problem and we should uproot you and make you go live somewhere else. Well, we're talking about 180 families, right? So it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think that the depressing thing about affordable housing is that we don't know what that looks like. Sure. Like the average, like average person spends like throughout this state, or actually that's not true, in the counties I mentioned, close to 30% of their income on housing. And it doesn't help at least, life. at least some people literally least, work right? just to just afford housing, let alone anything else. Right. Right. But, um, if I may interject, please. <laughs> that's why you're here. So literally. I, uh, I lived in Wilmington for quite a bit of time. I was actually born there. Um, it is the perfect example of how the housing crisis and gentrification back to back. So mm -hmm. historically downtown Wilmington was, was a black owned, environment black business ran all that 
through a long history of ups and downs. It was the anti-black riots. They burned down a lot of buildings, killed a lot of families. Now, nowadays, downtown Wilmington is just like a pseudo mix of criminal justice and attorney buildings, and at nighttime it's just nightclubs. So it's it's perfect dichotomy of our, you know our, our situation in life. You know, don't forget the breweries. Oh, don't forget the breweries. Like there's so <laughs> the, the money. I don't see how they make. Stop. Chris, I don't stop either. it. You're changing the subject. But, Sorry. But, okay. That's that. <laughs> like, you will not make me feel guilty for enjoying my Oh, movie. I don't feel guilty. I just, I just, I mean, I play devil's advocate. So, That's what I do. So here. when I, when I moved to Wilmington initially, fresh face, I just, I just got married. Coming, coming from Hawaii, had no money. Um, we Dude, applied. I, you came from there's Hawaii? There's more to it. Yeah, I know, if, you, if you have me back, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But, uh, we'll wait to see, right? But, um, so I applied for this place called, uh, uh, Village of Greenfield in Greenfield Lake area. It's pretty much the center of Wilmington. And they had a income-based, um, housing program where depending on your income, in other words, if it's lower than 2100 a month, you get a, 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 you can either get access to a very small, kind of like a tiny home. It's kind of like two, uh, 450 square feet. And, uh, or you get into a duplex. And luckily enough, we got a tiny home on the corner of the lot. Uh, and it's next to a fence, and unluckily enough, that fence that it shared to was next to um, a place called Houston Moore, which has a very, very long history of drug violence, gang violence, and just straight up, like, political, like, problems, because a lot of times, it is a section of your housing community, but, mm-hmm. at, oh, so it's okay. 99% black, but here's the problem, people, when they, when the politicians come in, they're like, Houston Moore is the worst things ever happened. We need to destroy it. Or Houston Moore is the best things ever happened. We need to make more of it. And so it's kind of like this island state where people just don't want to interfere with it or they, or they don't want to get near it because of the crime rates. So I kid you not, my first year there, somebody walked down our street with an AK-47 and popped shots into houses just for the hell of it. I was at work and my wife calls crying. She's like, oh my God, somebody's shooting through the house. They, and But don't worry, they found the gun. Not the person, but they found the gun. But yeah. but this is what I'm bringing into. So when you we talk about um, gentrification and and other things like that, we have to realize that they 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 bounce off of each other. So there's a strong desire and need for more housing in Wilmington because, like Houston Moore, it 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 it's, it crams a bunch of people who are who unfortunately have low income. In t- with each other right. and they don't have many options and then right next to people like me who are trying to develop ourselves and we're like literally in this we're in the same boat like except for the same amount of money that they get a month and the same amount of money that I spend a month we're living two very different lives and right. literal, literally li- right next to a literal <laughs> fence is dividing us and I think that's I think that's kind of where we are politically with it you have the people who think that section 8 housing is a problem and that we need to have less of that, and we need more alternative housing programs like like Village of Greenfield. And then you have other people who are like, well, if you make Village of Gr- housing too affordable, people don't want to leave. They'll just pass it down to their kids. And there's some merit to that. Uh, you being from New York, I think you know about you know rent control yeah. and all that. Yeah, um, sure. But so with you know with the history of Wilmington and housing and everything, I, I there's a strong racial component. You know, we are in the Bible Belt in the South. You know, some people don't like looking at their neighbors unless they're a certain, you know, complexion. And then to right. top that off, there's the economic aspect because, um, like you said with the breweries, every time a brewery gets built, houses get knocked down. 
those people have to move further out. And and, and because it's so I live in Brunswick County, and from New Hanover, which is Wilmington, uh, New Hanover County to Brunswick County, they saw about a 450 percent uptick in moving people moving from Wilmington to Brunswick County because Brunswick County has all the affordable housing. But now there's no rentals available in Brunswick County. And everybody is building, and all these, and because Brunswick County has become a new, like, hot attraction for people up north, people out west, I don't know who is selling these houses, who's marketing Brunswick County. They're doing a great job, but when the people come here to Brunswick County, they're like, there's no, what is, there's nothing here. Where's the GameStop? Where's the nightclub? I'm like, it's 50 miles that way. Wilmington. Yeah, yeah. But, you missed. Yeah, right, right? You just, just, you just, <laughs> just a little bit off, right? If you reach Brunswick County, you've gone too right? far. Right? And God forbid your soul if you ever make it to Columbus County. <laughs> but, but yeah, but no, so there is a, there's a mysticism to it um, where people kind of like glorify how, I guess, the, how, almost like they, yeah, they glorify how difficult it would be to solve this problem. And I don't think it really is difficult. It's just having to choose which side of the spectrum you want to be on and actually pushing through with it. Cause... Well, I think you mentioned one thing that's actually part of the, like, uh, part of the equation I keep mentioning. It's opportunity, mm-hmm. right? If you want to strangle, like... Um, you want to strangle your wife? Do that in your if own you... time. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> eliminate, like, uh, what people call the, the bad markers, like crime mm-hmm. or lower education, give people opportunity. And as opposed to like removing that opportunity from them, what's happening in the two new Hanover, new Hanover and uh, Brunswick is the same thing. that's going to happen in most other places. Same thing is happening. You're all happening all at once. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to push people to further districts and then it's going to be the cycle. At some point you run out of places for people to expand to. Right. Um, If, if my job is, two hours away i'm not driving right we're not north carolina is never going to be like california Mm -hmm. nobody's ever going to drive two hours to work um i'm never going to drive more than 20 minutes to work like uh, it's just not a thing for me um it's we don't have the infrastructure to support that we have to provide these communities with options not a not a golden ticket to just like make it but opportunities and options and then you see those things like the you know the, the Harlem Renaissance. You see things like um, uh, Black Wall Street. You, you like where you, you'll see things like where like a lot of my friends like in, in where I live, a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs. Most people I know don't work for somebody else. Nice. Right? But you'll you allow. I mean, but not not saying they just like woke up one day like oh I'm doing great. No, everybody I know, everybody I'm close with. Like everybody goes through that struggle and they're doing things to help their family to be better. Um, but when you when you stifle that growth and you remove that opportunity, you get crime. Yep. Right? Like Harlem's just, yeah. Harlem is the inverse right now. Every time I go back there, I'm always surprised. I'm like, yo, there's a lot of white people. Right. <laughs> well, but you think, I mean, we talk about like the cyclicality of it all. And really like what you end up with is gentric- gentrification almost, not not immediately, but eventually followed by white flight. Right. Like right. you gentrify a downtown area and then for whatever reason, like the white people want to move out to the suburbs. Well, it's because so, they have that uh, expendable income, man. They have, they have the option to sure. do that. They have the opportunity to choose a new environment for themselves. You know, exactly. I lived on, um, if anybody's listening to who's from Wilmington, you know, God bless. Uh, you know, I lived on um, thir- <laughs> uh, just past Third Street on uh, near P- Princess Street. 
So if you really yeah. know where that is, God forbid, it, you know, it's got very high crime rates. <laughs> I don't know. I just knew how to pick them, okay? <laughs> Obviously. You know, the rent was great. I got a full, like, 2,100 square foot house for 900. Can't beat it. Um, but dope. the house to my left and the house to my right were all, were foreclosed. And the one across the street was a brand new, like, co- college student complex. Like, and, yeah. and then down the road, the reason, and there was nobody on my block other than them, you know, across the street from me. And so if I looked to my right, it was a brand new brewery, brand new hair salon, you know, with wines, the whole gimmick, we'll give you wine while we cut your hair. We promise we won't cut you. Those... I literally <laughs> don't go anywhere that doesn't give me alcohol anymore. Right? Yeah. I don't even so come home. Daycare? I don't even come home if without finishing a bottle. you don't give me beer when I walk in, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ought to have draft beer ready for me when I walk into my child's daycare. Like, that's what I'm looking for. But the, um, Jeez. it, but yeah, it creates weird... <laughs> The process of that, it creates weird pockets of what was and what is becoming. So I would have my... Well, and then we use those pockets to determine voting districts. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that's interesting you say that because I, I, I was, we talked last week about these the, the, the Michigan um, like freaking militias, right? And the point I took away from this one documentary I watched was... That they're in northern Michigan, there's a lot of militias, but if you go to Detroit, the argument makes sense. That like the militia is like, well, I remember the American dream. They grew up in that, mm-hmm. right? They, which is okay, get that. And if you go to Detroit, it's like, I just want to get a piece of that. Yeah. I mean, so those, yeah. That, what is I, the American that, dream that's, con- that is left in Detroit? Right. I mean, that that whole city was built on automotive manufacturing, essentially, and right. I mean, ninety percent of that has moved out. Of there I feel like we're point. shitting so, on GM. This whole podcast. No, I mean it's not well, even G- just I'll GM. Be honest. I mean, like, because Ford, who is still there and still building cars there, isn't building the same volume of cars that yeah. they have historically. Because they can't. Has- right, hashtag exactly. Ford Maverick. Thank you, luxury talk. <laughs> <laughs> But, but no, do you folks are you folks uh, familiar? You know, I, I'll ask the question directly to Andre. You seem like a man of culture compared to Chris. <laughs> You're not do you know? I'm a, not so wrong. I'm a criminal justice major, uh, along with okay, my firefighter one and two certifications. I'm just a big nerd all around. If I don't know it, I need to know it. So do you do you know the concept of um, the broken window theory in policing? Yes. So so um, Chris, for for you. And for well, I am also familiar with the broken window. Theory. Yeah, you look at Thank a broken you window, and you're like, I can go to Home Depot and hire somebody for that. No, I mean he's not wrong. Well, well, like that's exactly else. what I do. But, but, yeah. So the broken window theory you don't have for to the... be so damn spot on about it. So the broken window theory for for the audience, it's the idea that it's a debunked idea. It was the idea that uh, when you look at your, your, your patrol neighborhoods, any house that wasn't kept proper, you know, the, the sidings wasn't kept to, to uniform, the paint was faded, the broke, there was literal broken windows, uh, it, was, it was a good percentage chance that there was a legal activity going on in that house. So you would kind of, you would kind of, you, you would, would target, target yeah, yeah, you, you would make assumptions yeah. and, and that would create... They they were they thought it was a way for them to be vigilant against crime. Um, Thirty years later, it turned out that was debunked. They, actually, it was just them 
just causing more problems. You know, if you, like I lived in the house. Yeah, right, right. Oh, whoa. Oh. <laughs> I lived in the house that was 115 years old. There's no fixing that. It's just, it looks crappy. Right. It's going to always look crappy. Um, and if you target people based on what their house was like, it's not going to be a pretty sight. You know, if they call you for help and you're becoming the problem, where's the solution? You know. So I, when I lived in New York as a kid, I remember like walking. Number one, I lived on the twenty eighth floor in my building. Nice, it's a good walk because you know the elevator yeah, will always yeah. be broken. No, it was no our joint. What? <laughs> so, That's the Bronx yeah. difference but right you, there, sir. You get strong calves. Right? Yo, Harlem. Well, Andre grew up world. a very privileged lifestyle. You know, silver, yeah, yeah. silver spoon and all. My yeah, earliest yeah. memory of New York, <laughs> so, I, just real quick, my earliest memory of the Bronx is my my uncle taking me down the steps because the elevator had so much piss in it. He was afraid to walk on it. We walked down the steps, and it was a dead hobo just freshly shivved in the stairwell. And he was like, he's like, oh, no, no, we got to go. We got to go because it was like hot blood. And he was like, we, we can't be here when they find this. I'm like, I'm eight yeah. years old, man. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we would walk up the block and we see guys like just drinking in front of cops, right? Smoking like smoking weed in front of cops. The cops would go through my neighborhood in Spanish Harlem. They would see the shadiest stuff. Nobody said anything. Now part of that's because of community, yeah. right? We, we all we all we all have a to that's like you know he's like you know doing a line of coke at the at the chess table <laughs> at, at, in the park. I'm just saying, it's just like... Do we? There, do we, do we all have that too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking I'm, back I'm, to my family, I'm like, I don't think I have that too. Like, I mean, maybe, so go, oh, maybe I have my tios figured out differently. Like, <laughs> So go go to New York in the 80s, early 80s, mid-80s. It's a different world. Well, I mean, everybody was doing coke in the 80s, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, then we got crack, right? So we were like, oh, we, we, we saved like 40 bucks on this whole bit. <laughs> we to the east side? Is that what that was? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he unplugged himself again. This is a, this is a recurring technical difficulty that a, Andre runs into. Cord. If I don't do that, if I don't do that at least once an episode, it's not a it's not a good. This episode. is what you get for having fancy like wireless Bluetooth headphones that you have to plug yeah. in for an episode. <laughs> so anyway, so that's I, their Achilles I heel. You, they're wireless until you have to use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh man. So my 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 point being this: like there's there are things that we should do, and um, I look at it like this. It's not a question of do we have the tools to oh, fix it. We definitely it. do. It's a question of can we, we definitely we need yeah, well, we need the just, motive. That's that's really what it is. Right. It's it's like a commitment to fix it. Yeah. Right? Um, they're not they're not complicated problems. They're they're super complex, and it's just like, hey, we can spend money on this, this, and this, but how does yeah, this work? Politically out? charged. Anyway, I'm gonna. <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah. Well, let's. Since it's politically charged, let's talk about politics. <laughs> oh, fun times. It's time for politics. I got it. I got to say this. Elon Musk is a tool. And Yo, then. get at me, get at me, YouTube, because I know you guys are, there's a lot of fanboys out there. Yeah, this is definitely going in uh, the segments to clip later so we can get extra views. I mean, our uh, we have one Elon Musk like hater video that has been generating the most hits on of anything. We Andre has frozen temporarily, apparently. Uh, so we'll go on with without him in that sense. But 
Um, yeah, so Elon Musk, I guess, put out a Twitter poll uh, earlier this week that was like, should I sell stock or kill a drifter? That was the joke that was made on uh, on Weekend. Wow, I missed that. Was that real? No, not oh, really. Gosh. He wasn't going to kill a drifter. I don't know what the other option was. But it was basically like sell stock or don't sell stock. And the, the poll results were sell stock, so he sold almost $7 billion worth of Tesla stock, which... So Elon Musk, you know, like arguably is very little. I, I, uh, I think so I'm Elon sure Musk. Fine, but... We get two Andres. Elon Musk. Oh, we do me. have two Andres. Yeah, Elon Musk hacked me. <laughs> yeah, he heard you talking shit and was just like, "Nah, I'm getting rid of this mother." I don't know. I just assumed that Andre was like really like you said something really triggering. And he was just holding it in, just waiting for you to shut up. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I've i learned at this point in my podcasting career uh, that you just keep talking mm. and hope that it, everything corrects itself by the time you're like done. Marriage. So that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can take that approach. <laughs> I think the three of us would all probably agree that that winds up in a specific place. Yeah, <laughs> Comfortable, comfortably sitting on a couch talking on a podcast. That's where that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the spare bedroom of your house <laughs> with my Captain America shields, sir. True, with multiple Captain America and shields. Domo. So really, like, who's who's winning and who's losing here? You're right. Exactly. All I have I'm is gonna... Nintendo Power and backpack. So, yeah, what's up with that? You selling drugs? No, I sell backpacks. <laughs> when I see backpacks, I think people are selling drugs. I'm like, just you're not no, at school. I sell the little, I sell the little plastic pieces like this Chris one right is, here. Chris is really a backpack kid. Yep. <laughs> he's I'm like super he's, into backpacks, man. Like some like people hopping, hats. I collect he's backpacks. On the, he's hopping on the Wilmington subway, going up, going uptown, and going downtown. You get that? There's no like Wilmington there. subway. I know. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, Elon <laughs> Musk transportation at the beach. He's he's <laughs> a piece of shit. Like. So I know, like, YouTube, they're like, oh, Elon, he's so, he's a piece of shit. He sold his six billy, almost seven billy. Because of a Twitter poll. No, to avoid taxes. No, he asked Twitter, should I sell my stock? And they said yes, and he said, I have to do what Twitter says. And so it's not I swear, his fault. I swear to God, I swear to God, I will punch you in your throat. No, it's, it's... You can't do that. You're two and a half hours away. <laughs> Elon He's, Elon Musk did the did the equivalent to walking up to the pizza, and both si- both sides are pizza, and saying should I eat this side or this side? He's still going to eat pizza afterwards. He's still making his money. He doesn't give a damn. Like like oh, yeah, he okay. makes more money than like what the entire United States does. Like Jesus Christ, he is the United now, States. Now is this in point. preparation for the Biden tax plan? Is that that's where not, that's not going to go? That's not going to go. You know, speaking of Biden, he. Uh, he doesn't look too well, like health wise. Like I know they say politics. Yeah, I know they say presidents age quick, but wow, man. Yeah, he's already. He's, he's well, already when like, you start out at like, you know, he's this close. <laughs> he's this close yeah. to being the dude from uh, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a little longer hair, but you're not yeah, wrong. Right? I mean, like he's getting. I saw there. that video yesterday. I was looking at him in the news. I'm like, dude, your hair is long. And I immediately thought Tales from the Crypt, and then I got sad. But then it's coming. It, it technically the show is back. It's just on one of those, little, you know, the Splinter, like those Splinter streaming networks that no one ever pays money for, and then they hope that one day Disney Plus or Netflix buys them out. Yeah. You mean the ones that come free with your like Vizio TV, where it's like, oh, watch you know, mm-hmm. Newbie, yeah, and um, it's N U B I. That's how they spell oh it. God. Like, right? It was. Like, like, it was oh all right, God. all right. But I will say, I will say this about Biden. Biden's a gangster. 
right? I think, and this goes into my next point, I think the Democrats are playing themselves. So uh, Stephen Reed, he's the, the mayor of somewhere in Alabama? Sure. Oh, I got it. Let me fact. Let me fact check. Yeah. Now, when you say play, check when you say playing with yourself, <laughs> playing with themselves, you're, you're referring to it in a bad way because you're cause normally playing with yourself is a good thing. No, they're playing themselves. Okay, so playing yeah, he's themselves. Like, okay, they're doing bad. There's stuff. no with here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like all of a sudden they're like you know doing their thing. Uh, Stephen Reed, he's the governor of Montgomery, Alabama. He made the most. Wait, he's the governor of a city? I'm, I'm shit, crap, the mayor. <laughs> You're okay. damn right, he's the governor of a city. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm losing my, all right. Stop. I thought we'd, we had like morphed into the Walking Dead. <laughs> the walk, yeah, I was going to say that, the Walking Dead, yeah, yeah. This, I'm the governor. This, idiot, this idiot said most Americans could not explain to you what inflation is. I believe that. Then he also says. That's when a balloon I, I gets bigger, not, right? Then he also said Biden needs to explain the infrastructure deal on a sixth grade level to most Americans. They wouldn't understand. Well, that's what happens when you read at a sixth grade level but are a sitting U.S. senator <laughs> or a governor. <laughs> I I concur to what he's saying in the sense that I was a firefighter and I would have to teach people how to put batteries into a smoke detector. That was from the 1970s. And then have to explain to them that this thing is 30 years past due. And they're like, what do you mean? Why? Does it not work anymore? No. The filaments are corroded beyond recognition that's that's why so you're saying that most americans cannot explain they wouldn't understand what inflation is? i would say a lot of them more than you would expect would not ex- would not understand so what's what's the range of most things a lot of them and most well, like where's well most i don't fall? know all americans but i can you're, now you're being but i now you're, you're being speaking to two of but them but i can I, right but i but <laughs> just from my experience being around a lot of them in my career um it, it has to be around the 40 percent range like Forty percent okay. of Americans truly either do not give a damn or do not have the attention span to like really constructively think about this process. They they just want to go about their day and move on. Hence, why you have people like me who who change your smoke detectors out for you so that you don't you don't burn alive and die. Please don't burn alive and die. And having that said, PSA is probably time for our listeners to change out their their batteries. <laughs> God bless. No, you're right. I mean, we just had daylight savings time, yep. so if you haven't changed your smoke detector batteries, please go ahead and do that. <laughs> if you listen so, to old episodes so, of the Chris and Andre ca- show, you'll hear a uh, smoke detector beeping in Andre's back. My captain, my captain used no, to say, "No, but that's that is a that is a communist smoke detector." I right? changed my smoke, <laughs> smoke detector. What? I've changed. Why on earth is your smoke detector a I, communist? I have the wrong because I changed <laughs> I changed the batteries twice. Right? God, and for every for whatever reason, they just that keep sounds beeping. more capitalistic than communistic. If it was communistic, well, it would only use the batteries that you need. I well, sure, whatever. I have two packs of nine volt batteries. So I've changed a new every... nine volt battery every six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. But I, I do, I really, uh, back to my original point. Yeah. I think the Democrats are, they're playing themselves into a corner yeah. with the, um, we know better than you, let us decide mm-hmm. for you type of, like, messaging. I mean, I agree, I think yeah. That's dangerous. They, they that are excellent at getting the popular vote, pushing that momentum to get their seats, and then just not doing anything with it. 
And that's not like I'm not mad at them for that. I I want more Democrats in, in you know in positions of power, but I also want quality Democrats who actually push through with their agendas and not just sit on that. And, and that. Well, and I, I think you know because you I know you've listened to a few episodes in the past, and so like one of the big things that one of the big issues that I think <laughs> <laughs> that Andre has is that he feels like the Democrats should take the wins where they can get them. So mm-hmm. as opposed to looking at like. We need a uh, the whole BBB bill to be passed as one thing, exactly. right? That voting the the initial voting rights bill that they had, uh, you know, enough sign on to to go ahead and get passed. They basically uh, tabled in favor of the John right. Lewis Voting Rights Act, right. and so it's like just get the freaking wins that you can yeah. and move in, on. In respect like, come to back that, to fight another day. In respect to that, I think in retrospect for the, the entire Dem, you know you know Democratic Party. Um, the Obama administration was like their heyday, like because he he really pushed through with the. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he was like Abraham Lincoln level of like compromiser, but he was he was he had the big picture like I need to get this through regardless of how unpopular it is now, just to get it through and we can build on that. And yeah, I think after that has been said and done, this new generation of Democrats, which is funny to say that because they're, they're still the old generation. Same yeah, they're still same, same old people. Yeah, exactly. they, they're just, their new strategy is let's get us in power and then let's not move forward until all of us here. And I'm like, you, you have to... Until until we've convinced all right? of the Republicans to join right? our like, side. Unless make... we have 100% vote, we're not moving and that, forward. And that's the which... one thing you can say about the, the Republican Party is they are very unified in how they think about things. Like when I mean, they are all very lockstep, yeah. right? Like, I mean, when you typically, other than your occasional maverick, John McCain, uh, <laughs> you know, but even that, like, right, like, that was a huge publicity, like, you know, I mean, that was yeah. as much for... All well, it was, the... all right, no, but it was super symbolic also. He it was, was. I, I get it. He that. knew he was dying. Like, I think... I think the message John McCain sent with that thumbs down was this Hope is not for the Kirsten path. Cinema? That... What? <laughs> 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 All right. Epi for that. So that's... <laughs> but I, I would say for McCain and like it it was more it was symbolic, right? So like full disclosure, I voted for McCain, right? I am not like well, I'm an independent now, so it doesn't really matter. But I've never – I voted for Bill Clinton twice as a registered, registered like Democrat until I started getting screwed. And I don't think the Democrats understand that. The well, you average... and everybody else, Bill Clinton, that. Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think what the Democrats don't like fundamentally get is that um, kitchen table economics are really a thing. It's not about platitudes. It's not about theoretical, like anything else. It's what actually impacts people. Exactly. Sure. That's 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 one of the reasons why they lost. Yeah, the and that's why the um, reasons the Trump administration, even as diverse as they as they are, with you know, with opinion wise, that's why a lot of people love. Oh, it's like diverse. No, oh, sorry. They had Amarillo. Yeah, no, I was well. In, <laughs> so no, they were definitely whitewashed. No, no, they. It's you had Scott. you had you had people. Herschel Walker. You had people either fully love Trump or like have a weird relationship to Trump. Like, like they were like, "I need to, tr- I need to follow him because he's a Republican." But I don't really know why I'm following him. That's a lot of arguments yeah. I got, especially where I was working. But at the end of the day, even me being like, I'm just not with Trump from a, just a moral level. Like when you say racist shit yeah. openly, 
as a president of the United States, I find that very like demoralizing to, to be an American. And I'm like, wow, this is this is us. This, he's supposed to be the best of us, and he's saying this stuff. Anyway, I know that's politics, and not enough alcohol to get past it. But um, the, po- the no, point I'm fine. making is, at the end of the day, people start seeing checks in the mail. And then with that checks, they can actually make substantial, like, uh, substantial changes to their immediate life. They can pay off sure. their car, they can pay their rent, they can buy groceries, they can buy Christmas things. So at the end of the day, even if you're a Democrat, you were very happy to have that extra money. You know, actually, I wasn't. I was getting screwed. Pass it this way, so, buddy. But... Pass it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but here's here's the thing that I I often tell people, like, and I, I don't disagree. Like, I've heard that argument from like a lot yeah. of people I know. Right. I'm like, but but tell me how any of that was longstanding. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's going to hurt the economy in the, yeah. in the long period. The, the 2017 long tax cut. We're still like we're taking it. Mm-hmm. Like you mean no the loop. one that we're getting ready to pay for here at the end of this year? Yeah, I mean, I won't. I'm, I'm recently, I'm, yeah. I'm recently separated with three kids, so I don't have to pay anything. I'm going back to college too, so I'm protected. Peace out. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm j- dipping out of this, yeah. this, the equation. I'm so, done. So, but my my point is, it's like you, you can have those art. Sure, like the short term gains. Take it however you yeah. want to. Right. Take a smooth. Take it long. But, I get it. Yeah, but it's the the reality is like yeah, but. Tell me a policy that's actually long-standing. Yeah. And that's the thing about the, tax the cut. Trump administration. They, they didn't institute any long-standing policies. They're, they're, no, it was all immediate payback. Yeah. You know? They're like, yeah. oh, things are going bad. People are hating us. Here, pass this real quick. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It, it's not – It's not. those are things that you have to eventually – like, it's it's so different than Bill Clinton, right? Like, I've, I've literally paid taxes every year since I was younger, right? And it's like, look, I don't really care about your politics. I really don't. But can we institute policies that are like equitable for? I am a super capitalist guy. Like I want to make money. Yeah. Like, please don't take food off my table. But at the same time, don't don't have ta- tax holes and loopholes that, you know, the 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 one percent and the half of the one percent actually don't have a tax liability. That's not fair. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm okay with saying like, look, I want you to get your paper, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have all these little rules where like like Billy over here that's making like two billion a year is like you're giving him money yeah. back. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, the system we live in currently is I'll on the right top back. end you're making money. On the bottom end you're making money and if you're in the middle you're getting shafted both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the part I, I just can't get behind. It's like so we can all agree and for people that like want to argue with this, like I I'm sorry for you. But the math is true. <laughs> 60 percent of Americans pay the over. They have the overburden of the tax bill of this country. Sixty yeah. percent. Then you have twenty uh, percent that have no tax liability because they're lower income. Mm-hmm. Fine. Which I'm in now. There were cheers. The remainder, yeah, cheers. Right? The remainder people that are making over a certain income. I'm not hating on no. them. But I think that their tax liability should be is equal. Yeah, to I think that's so the. I think not, that's, whoever's watching this, I think they need to keep that in mind. It's it's not that we were looking at our neighbors and be like, I hate them. I want what they have. It's yeah. uh, why can't we all just have what we have together? You know, why do we all? Why yeah. do we have to suffer in different degrees for the same thing? So no. So before this little backstory, I was working full time firefighter. I was also working full time security officer for a patient transport company. So I transport mentally ill people and violent people from the hospital to their care facilities 
So I was working 80 plus hours a week. I, I was, I qualified well within the, you know, the, 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 if you were, if you could think of like a stereotypical, like, like family, you know, wife, three kids, two daughters, one son working two jobs. Wife was a stay at home mom. She never needed to work. She, she got all the nice dresses and stuff. I was providing that. So seeing how life was on that side of the spectrum, then experiencing what it was when I first started, you know, village of Greenfield, and then being in the new situation I'm in now where I have almost none of that. I have no jobs. You know, I'm, 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 I'm going to therapy because you, the truth is if you burn, if you work so hard to, to live to that standard, you will burn out. And there are not many programs there to help you. So right. the, hence, that's why I said, you know, cheers to the fact that I'm a low income because now there will be programs for me that will help me. When I was in the middle class, there were none. And when I, <laughs> so it, it, and that's, the, that's yeah, weird. yeah. Cause yeah. like, no, but that's, I mean, that's exactly where it is. Like, I, I know I'm kind of jumping into this conversation halfway through, but, um, you know, it's where like there are policies in place, not even just at the governmental level, but like at, you know, at a healthcare level, even, at hospitals, even church level. you make us, yeah, you make a certain amount under and it's like, there's no liability for any of your bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went through that when my first, when my daughter was born, where it was like, with the insurance, they my insurance company tried to argue that I owed them more money than what the hospital had sent me a bill for because that's how insurance works. Mm. Which I then had to explain to the person how insurance works. As an oxymoron, like the who worked for the insurance, insurance doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's also a very good point. But then ultimately, like we ended up with zero liability because we qualified for the hospital's like you know zero payment benefit. Basically, we applied for that without insurance and they were like oh okay cool like don't worry about it you're good and you're still the same person so, every day but yeah exactly so the argument can always be said that look it's not a it's not a a political party preference it's it's about the policies are they fair for everybody yeah and i, I don't think we could ever have that conversation in a honest and transparent way because there are way too many variables that yeah it's loaded it's a it, you're, yeah. it's a conversation you live with and and when you when you share your actual personal experience, I mean, it's not like you try to share your own personal experience, but it is so personal to you, it hurts, and it's it's hard to hear other yeah. people say anything different from you. No, I I completely agree on you with that. It's it's a difficult conversation to have, and, and it, it, there's always going to be a percentage of bias to it. I mean, that's the nature of American but, politics. But there's, <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with bias, though. That's that's the reality. Yeah. Like there, if you're if you're being honest with yourself and the people around you, there's nothing wrong with bias. The the issue is if you're understanding the other person, right? So I may not like, for example, my views on immigration have changed. You know, being married to my wife, you know, having different family members and doing life with them. It's like, yeah, that's I was. Completely, you get married to the Peruvian, you're like, mm, get her out. <laughs> get her out. <laughs> I stand firm by my previous beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, my wife, my wife is like I, I met her as a citizen. She's always yeah. been a citizen. Oh, man. But to hear stories of other, and, to hear stories Andre, of what is fam- that? Uh, other, what is that? I think that's a second laser beam on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Two in one episode. Oh no! <laughs> no, but it's it's true though. Like to be to do life with people is the it's the differentiator. Yeah, right? I've had I I grew up very like. Uh, closed-minded to like the LGBTQIA community until I actually had people in my my life I had to live with and it's like oh but you are a person and this is something that's part of you 
do I still value value you and respect you and love you? Because regardless of that, but it changes you, right? So immigration, same thing. I know people uh, like, for example, I've talked about it on this ep on this podcast. One of our like actually two of two of our sons like our sons' friends were illegal immigrants, and they they came to our house, they ate meals with us, they split the night in our house, and I'm like, oh, but I would have never guessed that they're. Yeah. They were African and, and illegal I'll, immigrants. And, and I'll add into that because a lot of times people assume that illegal immigrants are all, all Mexican. And, and that's not true. Oh, that's yeah. far from the truth. And yeah. a lot of times you'll find that illegal immigrants live to the American dream to a higher standard than actual. To a yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. Actually, to yes, a yes. <laughs> they, they play the rules so hard that they actually hurt themselves. No, it's. um No, it's. it's that's a very. That's a. Your belief system, if you are an intelligent person, and I know there's not a lot of them, but if you are an intelligent person, you come to a realization that your viewpoints, your religious viewpoints, political viewpoints, are on a spectrum that fluctuate depending on how your life is and what you experience. Yeah. And I think, that, I think Andre, you are a perfect example of that. It's not a hard, it's not an easy thing to admit that you were, weren't 100% on board with LGBTQ, LGBTQT, it, it's, it keeps going no, at this point. Right. Yeah, right. I can't even keep up, <laughs> but it's not, it's, it's, especially in this environment, especially doing a podcast, it's, it's difficult and it's risky to say that, but the fact, but that's the truth of it. You know, not everyone has that life experience and they don't understand it until they're, you know, put in the situation to have to understand it. And, 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 I think more people need to think about that in, in life, especially yeah. do life. Yeah. Do life. I mean, look at us. We're, we're two men of color and we're having a podcast with like the pastiest white guy I've ever met in my life. That's progress. White guy. I feel like my opinion is probably most valuable. You're, on this you're, you're right. You're, uh, we are doing you a service by being here with you. You are looking, <laughs> you're going to take this picture, your screenshot, you're going to take it to your white, your white golf club and be like, look, I, I did my charity for the month. Where's my, where's my tea time? I'll, I'll tell you this. Chris is super cool because we were talking about uh, something a couple of weeks ago and it had to do with race. And I was like, no, you, you can't say that. Like you, you can't because it's, I think inherently Chris is a good person, right? Yeah. And there is a, there is a the stigma zone. with people. Uh, I, I heard his I, viewpoints he's about sports. I'm, I'm, I'm I, worried I, about him. I, yeah. Well, except for the whole campaign. <laughs> I will defend him. <laughs> um, we ha and he said something. I was like, "No, but you're wrong," and it's not because like the the hero complex that what I would what I would call a reasonable white person. It's not that you have to save us. Like, no, we're not asking you for that. It's like just let us be at the table. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't need you to save me. Yeah. Like, I, I just need you to, like stop putting shit in my way. Yeah, like don't open the and, door. Just and, unlock it. <laughs> I'll walk yeah. through it myself, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's that's a and i think that's the beauty of one of the things that we we do very well on this podcast like there oh look at you look at you i love it now whatever <laughs> these are these are conversations like i would have like face to face without a camera and be like now chris you're wrong bro i'll i'll put it and, this way when i first you know was turned to the podcast i did some research on it and i saw the low viewer count i'm like oh these guys must be talking about real shit because I've never, because I'm, because I'm like, you. If you were talking about bullshit of Barbie doll of the week and what what Mattel toy is out this month, you get a higher view count. But it wouldn't be real. It wouldn't be real conversation. It'd just be in, like indigestible bullshit. 
So no, when he yeah. when when Chris invited me on, I was like, okay, this sounds fun. This sounds fun. <laughs> this sounds fun. Let's see who I can piss off this week. <laughs> I mean, and that's but that is like uh, that's part of it, right? Like I, I certainly like to pick out a specific group that I can ostracize and and antagonize. Yeah, and he does it all the time with no like with like no prompt. It's almost like your DNA telling you how to do that, right? It's crazy. I know it's it's my inner whiteness coming out is what it is. Let me let me totally just lambast an entire group of you people. You probably right now I'm doing it against white. You can probably folks, scratch so the back you, of your neck and accidentally figure out where the Mayflower pieces are. <laughs> Before we go too far on the ledge, let's talk about some video games. That yes! Right. My, yeah, my time right game. here. Video games. I swear I spent on my right a lot show. of time on these topic intros. I want everybody to know that. This is like this is this is my real hobby. It's not it's not the editing. Like the whole reason I did this podcast was just so I could create these silly little bumpers and stuff. It's like not that, it's not but... hoarding minorities into your own personal space. <laughs> no, that's so true. Although now I can say I have a black friend and a Hispanic friend, yeah, yeah. so I'm good. Yeah, like, that's, that's I, dope. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, and races. you actually had you had lunch with him once. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I've had lunch with both. I mean, you of didn't you guys, pay for so... a meal. I guess it's equality, but whatever. <laughs> Affirmative it, action, it was man. Come on. Date, right? it, it was the first date. You had to earn it. If, oh, if we go on the second one, is that how it works? We wow. to, yeah, if we go I, don't, to I don't know date, about all that, yo. Then, <laughs> then I'll play your lunch, all right? Yeah. You're making me uncomfortable. Like, uh, That's, So then <laughs> it really is a first date. <laughs> <laughs> but video games. All right, so, Joe, yeah, so you had a couple of video games that you asked me to add to the list. Mm-hmm. Uh Neither of well, okay. So the first one, I haven't, I, I have no info, so I'm going to need some background on Call of Duty Vanguard. What is the Yo, latest and so greatest? Call of Duty Vanguard is the little sleeper game that people forgot about. <laughs> people know yeah. that Call of Duty comes out every year, but I feel like this year people really weren't expecting it. With all, now it was dope. Yeah, with, the the trail, the videos, right? Were dope. So the Call of Duty, Call of Duty Vanguard did like a surprise beta. They barely announced it, and it was hot garbage. Like it was laggy, it was broken, it was like, everything. All the weapon damage ratios were all off. Spawn rates were horrible. It literally made me sick. I, like I did not like. I, I'm I'm not a huge. I I was okay. Backstory. Not to ego press myself so much, but I was getting but yeah are. right. But I was getting so. I'm, come on, I'm a firefighter. <laughs> I know how to you know dive on into it. But um, I was getting so good at, at Call of Duty. I was like, there's no challenge anymore. I, it's just the same arcade shooter every year. I'm out. So I took a six year break. Vanguard is the one that got me back into it. Not because it's better than any of the previous Call of Duties, because by God knows it isn't. It's, it has made some concessions for arcade campiness that that mm-hmm. some diehard Call of Duty players hate. And um, in comparison to to uh, uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remake, um, it is it is similar in arcade feel, but also more grounded in reality like... Um, like the newer, the newer iterations of it. So the weapons hit more realistic. They sound better. The audio design is better. They brought back gore. Thank God. Like since World, World at War, I, I miss that. Like I love seeing body parts fly all over the screen. And then they one upped it. You can get shot in the head and your head explodes. And it was just oh, like I I I, I love oh, I love. Okay, take this from a guy who's literally accidentally stepped through the chef's cavity of an old lady during a structure fire. That's a story. I'll tell you about it one day. I've, 
I've heard this story. <laughs> yeah. Seeing my character's head get his, his head explode like a watermelon was just riveting. It was, I was like, I'm in, I'm in for this. Let's do it again. And um, so the beta sucked. The game came out. My father was like, pity, he, you know, you're going through a separation right now. You want me to buy a video game? I was like, yeah, mate. You're right. You yeah. yeah, that sounds good, man. Yeah, Dad. Can you buy this one? It's $80. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Shit, my dad didn't even call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to call him and be like, yo, I moved back to Raleigh. He, he was like clueless. Hey, man, you know, know I, it's not much of a flex because my father didn't talk to me. Yeah, I, I've been married for eight years. He didn't talk to me. As, as soon as I told him I was getting married, stop talking to me. As soon as I told him I'm getting divorced, hey, how you doing? Well, how you been doing? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, buy me a video game. But um, Vanguard, back to video games, um, they have made some substantial improvements in playability. And it is more playable than the other. It, it, it brought an old soul like me back into the mix. So like it, it's, it's, my, it's, it's in my top three right now. And, um, but it has its problems. You know, I have I, so much so that I actually made a little list. You guys got time for it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so one, you know, all Call of Duties, they have the care package. It's almost like a stereotypical thing. Get three kills, get care package, you know, pray that it's something good. Um, but none yeah. of the care packages have been this violent or unscripted. So when you throw it down, you know the direction. They don't tell you this because all the Call of Duties don't do it like this. Any, like they, The first time you had care packages, d- depending on the direction you were standing, that's the direction the plane was coming in. So, sure. so you can play it off that way to, for your best advantage. Then they made it where no matter what, the, the care pack is coming straight down. Well, they mm-hmm. backfired on all that. Now they give you the worst of both. The the care package is going to fall in the direction whatever you're standing, but it's going to keep going. It's going to bounce. <laughs> so it it has no oh, weight. Right. It has dope. no weight to it. So it'll fall down and it'll just bounce over things until it falls off the map. And it frustrates what? me so much. Like, I have to go into a corner, stand in a corner, throw it straight down, and just hope it doesn't kill me. Because it will kill... So that, it doesn't... Because that's the thing. drive me nuts, Because that's the thing. Like, I used to sit there and call for the care yeah. package, and then it would land out of bounds. Right. You, you know how you... You know, for a while there, it was... They were very gentle with it. It would get a nice parachute, and you could shoot the parachute, yep. and it would drop down quicker. There's no parachute down there. This is some asshole on the back of a plane throwing it out. <laughs> like, take it. Just and the first yeah. time, I didn't know that. And I looked up, and I'm like, what the hell is it? Bam! Right, off, it just took me right off the damn map, and and, and, and you know, and a lot of these maps are more, I guess, realistically designed. So there's no artificial borders to stop you from going off of them. So right, without, and there's also no like clue that you're about to go off bounds. So if you're not paying attention, you'll jump that fence straight off a cliff or straight into the water. Sure. Like I spawned, backed up just 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 to look up to see if the UAV was there, fell into the water and died. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> So, so that brings us over to spawn points. There are yep. none. <laughs> it throws you wherever the hell it's going to throw you. Like there's a there's a generic system. If majority of the players right. on one side will throw you on this side, but I've been spawned directly on top of the flag for an enemy flag. I'm like I'm playing, I die, and I spawn directly on top of the flag, or I play, I die, and I spawn directly in front of the guy who just killed me. And I know he's confused, just like I am. I have. I don't even have yeah. my gun up, <laughs> and I'm already dead. Why aren't you dead? I just <laughs> killed you. Like, how are you back? Oh man! But the worst part of it is, you'll spawn, and if you walk two feet away from your spawn, enemies spawn right behind you. So if you're, if a majority of your crew runs ahead of you, you, you might as well turn yeah. around because they're already behind you. <laughs> 
That's I've gotten some wonder. Once I realized that was a thing, put I just got the light machine gun and I just turn around every time I spawn. It backed up a couple of feet. Three or four guys spawn on top of each other like Easter eggs and just light them up. It was great. <laughs> See, this sounds like one of those classic like we're gonna fix this problem that we've had, and yep, then ultimately worse, yeah. you've introduced a completely yep. new problem. Which, I mean, it's like every every medication that you see a commercial for on TV, <laughs> where it's like cure your erectile dysfunction, but it'll probably kill yeah, you. probably yeah. <laughs> speaking from a guy who's on speaking from a guy who's on four different medications right now, sir, uh, that that was still too close for home. I appreciate some warning before that, <laughs> but um. Trigger warning, right? right. <laughs> the, Retroactive. But no, it's you know, it, it's and then they brought back some World of War maps, which are greatly appreciated. The graphic updates, and then it's kind of they've been they've been weathered a little bit more to look like somebody has been fighting them for a couple of months, which is nice. It kind of yeah, uh, kind dope. of a legacy look to them. Um, all of that can be thrown out the window. All that good intentions thrown out the window when a guy spawns in, and you see him spawn on the other side of the map, like start of the match, boom, everyone spawns. Oh, everyone sees each other. Everyone shoots each other. Everyone's dead. And then next thing you know, everyone's spawning all over each other like some type of Whataburger sandwich. <laughs> like, just like just keep things separate. Give me my give me my battle lines. Let me figure out how to flank. Yeah. Because if you don't give me if you don't give me structure in my game, everyone's gonna be camping in a corner and working for kill streaks, no matter what game mode it is. But um, right. Did you guys? So have you guys played Vanguard by any chance? No, I, I suck at Call of Duty. <laughs> That's the but, point. Yeah, he sucks That's at the Call point. of Duty. We man. all need we yeah, need my, cannon fodder. Just jump in the match. <laughs> no, my, no, my kids come home or they're like, uh, my youngest son will like, your dad, let's play Call of Duty. I'm like, for what? For what? <laughs> his brothers on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they just like kick my ass the whole time. I'm like, this is not fun. Well, there's a difference. I mean, like, so I I used to play Call of Duty back in the day. Uh, I can tell, Modern I can tell Warfare by your was probably. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it's been a long time. I haven't played Vanguard. Uh, we used to play it at the company that we used to work for. We had Call of Duty was one of the games that we had for like the multiple Xbox systems that were in the. Yeah, it was Wait, one of those tech games offices. Games that you work. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we drink beer. And we drink beer. Mm. Sorry, yeah. the privilege. Yeah. Fridays. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Right. Fridays yeah, in I was, particular. I, I was one of two black, like token black guys allowed to work there at a time. Allowed? So, uh, and they were both named Andre. Oh, man. Yeah, and they, and they couldn't get it right. They hired, like, another guy with my name. Yeah, so we had to and refer they, to this one, or well, the other one, as Low Sodium Andre. Because this one's so salty all the time. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> but, but, but to continue, so, uh, I, I what, think Vanguard is a good return to roots, and I... But unfortunately, I think it comes out at a really bad time for Call of Duty as a franchise because people are really burnt out and they're really they're really over it. And um, and I think that's why. So it doesn't do enough to renew like that interest no, in it. No, if, but it's still, if you're like, like it's me, just providing that new Call of Duty. If you're like me and you want it some of the old but refreshed, it's perfect for you. But if you want it more of what the last game had, you're not getting it, and it, it backpedaled quite a bit yeah. on that. And um, but I think that gives games like Halo Infinite. A um, an advantage right now because Halo Infinite there's, there hasn't been a, a good Halo game in a while. You know, I, I I'll I'll pin myself to a cross and say you know it hasn't been good since uh, ODST. And I already know somebody who would type normally in the comment section is going ahead and just skip skipping to the point and throwing their laptop out the window because people, people <laughs> I've not met many people who actually like ODST. But yeah, ODST was not one of my favorites, it, but I I mean I understand like. That was the one. Didn't didn't Nathan Fillion do a voice for ODST? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he one mm-hmm. of the homeboy yep. from okay. Castle yep. from Firefly? 
Mm, mm, that yep. sexy son of a bitch. Love him. Also, See, that's, also, that's my pop culture references coming back. He's in. also in uh, uh, Big Mouth, uh, the Netflix uh, show. If anyone wants to yeah, touch yeah, that, yeah, I just pulled. Well, he's pull also it. also in the new Suicide Squad movie. Yep, yep. All right, two things. I like Suicide the Suicide Suicide Squad suck. Um, <laughs> and I just I just actually took a big head off my Netflix list. Yeah, the Suicide like after, <laughs> Big Mouth. You mean? Yeah, Big Mouth. Yeah, I just like removed that. So wait, you removed it because that, of Nathan Fillion? <laughs> no, because of the like, show. The show yeah, just no, went to Big shit. Mouth is not Andre's style. Oh no, no. I was on season five, episode. Oh, whoa, whoa. Six. Spoiler, well, spoiler, never mind. Spoiler. I haven't started watching season five. So I, I, I was just like, just, you know, just, just do, do, do the gladiator, okay, yay or nay, <laughs> nay. Like I was literally on season five. Are you like, not yeah. entertained? No, I was good. So um, anyway, I haven't. Pl- I played Halo a long time ago when it first came out, but it was never one of my. Um, I- I'll be honest. Madden, two K, FIFA, Gran Turismo. Um, what's the uh, Xbox uh, racing joint? Uh, Forza. Yeah, Forza. Forza yeah. Oh my god, Forza! I love me some Forza. I I still play Forza Seven, the one that came with my Xbox. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. FIFA, uh, trigger somebody right here. FIFA and then Forza from Xbox Original has is that's all it is. It's the same Forza with better graphics. We, yeah, yeah, of course. That's, fair. People... that's how you do a game series right. <laughs> but how is Back for Blood? I hear that's pretty good. <laughs> all right, so so Joe and I both played Back for Blood. We played uh, mm-hmm. like a month ago. And we made I think the we rookie online. mistake of starting on the normal difficulty, thinking we were big, big boys and we had big panties on. Yeah. No. Yeah. You need a crew. And what we ended up doing was apparently. Uh, sh- Yeah, since you were grumpy pants. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Flying. I was. I was. Around, we had no nobody. I literally playing. told the guy, I was like, if you have a problem, just leave the game. Like. Like yeah. I, I like I wanted you to die. Just, there, I am not. I'm the okay. I'm the old school Halo player. That if you were just being an asshole on my team, I would run you over with a warthog. I know I get two. I get oh, two man. betrayals before I get booted, and then my friends will start betraying you. And you get no, but it was great because like we logged in and, and Joe and I are sitting there chatting beforehand, and then I'm like, "Are we on party Yo, chat yeah. or are we on like the live chat?" So, and nobody says anything, and then like three minutes later, the guy's like, "I'm just gonna let you know you're on the live." So that's chat. the thing. And I'm like, so, okay, thanks. I guess because because you know, with party chat being a thing, <laughs> people are less inclined to talk in game chat, and then the people who do talk sure. in game chat are just f- trolls. They're just, they're just there to slander yeah. like crazy. So, I, Back for Blood is the first time I've seen a game in a while. Like, actually, since well, I think Tom Clancy made like that uh, that top-down strategy game. I can't remember the name of it. It was voice-controlled. Yeah. That was it was better than what you thought, but not as bad. Not as good as it, what it thought. <laughs> but um, so we were just in a party chat. We're you know we're just gonna talk to each other. You know we're on, we're pre-first date material. We're trying to fill each other out. And then, and then yeah. like, and then we're just talking, and then I realize we're in game. Like, I look in the bottom left, I'm like, it's, it's, it's broadcasting in the game. What the hell's going on here? But yeah, everybody's hearing yeah. our very intimate yeah, right. conversation. <laughs> right, right. The, the, like the pro- they installed a program that forces you out of your party chat into the game chat. But but if you go to your party chat, it doesn't show that you're out of it. 
there's no there's no right. recognition to it. Yeah, so, you're basically doing both. And I think I think that yeah, right. I think that's a, re, a in response to the beta coming out and the party. If you were in a party chat, you would get kicked out of the game. Like it was that it was that yeah. broken. I think instead of fixing the problem, they're like, no, nah, we're just gonna toggle it to this side. We're just gonna buy. So, so I that. feel sorry for all of the horrible couples that decided to, to get their sexual fantasy on through their party party chat now broadcast to their entire game. So I mean if that's how you get your jollies off, hey, like maybe. you probably yeah. need a little bit but more. But as for the review of the yeah. game, it is it is a huge upgrade from the from Left 4 Dead, let's be honest, that's all it is. Is Left 4 it's yeah. the the gun mechanics are a lot better than the beta. It's solid. It's snappy. It's comfortable. I do wish that it could do a better job of telling you that you need to get across the bridge. Yes. Yeah. The the, the, the UI is not <laughs> yeah, great, a... but but the mechanics are sound. The mechanics are sound. The enemies yeah. are sound. The way they work is sound. It's it's they it's like Chinese knockoff special affected. So you you look at them, you know what which one they were supposed to be, and you're like, okay, I know how you work. Right. But um. Yeah. But they're also dumber in a weird way like when they spawn you know how they're going to act and they're not going to be too aggressive they're just going to be kind of like dumb dumbly looking at you from like across the horde and be like what's up and so you can if you have a sniper rifle <laughs> you're just going to pop them from a distance this i got tons of special infected killed just by doing that but no that sniper rifle in that game is pretty yeah. is pretty legit but, but uh it's yeah i don't know it, well, I mean, it was I, fun. Like it was a it's fun not game. Bad. Like I, I mean, I had yeah. Like I had fun that night that we played. Uh, I would like to to pick it up again and play. I haven't played since so since we got online. I will, yeah, I would, I would concur. Uh, it is a game. You have no reason to play it by yourself. There is literally no reason yeah. because one, one, the whole controversy of that. You don't unlock any experience or cards playing single player. So that means you really don't. There's no reason to play the game at all, alone by yourself. Literally, no, no reason. reason. And then when you play it, if you play by yourself with bots, the game is so uncompromising in its difficulty that you don't really want to come back to it. It's a a, long, a very high curve when it comes to like the, the learning curve, like how the, how these cards yeah, work, right. what you're expected to do, how to do things. Even down to like the healing system is not so obvious. It's not just you take. It's not I like agree. you just take pills. You're healed. You have physical. Damage thresholds, and you have like like uh, and you have health thresholds. So you can take physical damage, which drops your overall health, and but your health is still can still be like it's like here's a bar. You get hit by a special effect. It that's the max your bar is gonna get, but you still have this little extra wiggle room that you can take pills and like boost your health up, just to give you an artificial inflation, and it will whittle down to here again, until you get to a med pack uh, stand that heals you 100% again. But it doesn't tell you that, so you just think, "Why am I running? Why am I running out of health so fucking quick? I've been using these things. Yeah, I've been taking pills like I'm, like I'm on depression. What the hell's going on?" <laughs> but um, so it is definitely a game you want to come back to with friends, and you know, as as big as the ego as Chris has, he's only one other person. <laughs> and, and I need two other people, man. I need a, you need a full set of four because it goes from brutally easy. Too brutally hard, to uncompromisingly like satanic. Like there's no in between. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my game skills up on those shooters <laughs> because like the only thing I veered out on is like the Batman, uh, like the Arkham Asylum, Asylum Ar- stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I like I'll, I'll those, those are great. Like, man. They still yeah, are. Like, God, that w- the yeah, definitive edition with the graphic updates. Them, but... Yeah, 
And then with I play the Avengers every now and then, but I typically how do you do that? Because I'm a, like I I get so mad when I'm playing because it's like you know, I don't know where this story is going and it doesn't make any sense. I just I, I like the idea. So I used to play Ultimate Alliance quite a bit, and I used to play U.S. Agent because I liked how your you know your characters get different costumes, but by giving them a different costumes, right. you also turn them into different characters. It's like kind of like a secret catch twenty like a little catch twenty two. It's like the studio will be like, we can only have twenty two characters. You're like, okay, cool. We have 13 costumes per character, right? Yeah. Okay, each one of those costumes comes with a different voice pack. And, 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 and <laughs> So I was playing U.S. Agent all, like back then, you know, and I loved it. And um, so I'm, I'm seeing Avengers come out. And I'm like, God, yes, I want to throw some shields. For some reason, I like shields. <laughs> and yeah, um, and know, that right? game gave it to me. Like you, I, It was very enjoyable throwing shields. Um, but I did not want to hear the voice of their Captain America, and I didn't want—I didn't want to see his face, because uh, you know, even though Ubisoft or I forgot who is Ubisoft Square Enix, Square yeah. Enix yeah. Um, even though they wanted you to forget, <laughs> the, the, these actors have done such a perfect job of portraying their, their versions of the characters that you cannot see that's, them. That's Marvel's, mm-hmm. that is Marvel's downside. Yep. Yep. That, it's I a double-edged sword, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, on, yeah. on one hand, you have these actors who have so wonderfully encapsulated the characters themselves but at the on the second at the same time like they've be created yeah. these characters that are indistinguishable from the actors themselves yeah it's like and um, so it's yeah. like usually yeah tim burton's batman right everyone lo- everyone yeah. loves that batman but the batman but you know the batman came after was just as good if not a little better for some people then you got heath ledger's Joker. Okay, hold whoa, on, whoa, 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 whoa! Let me finish. Let me finish. No, 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 Because you just intimated that Joel Schumacher made as good a Batman with Val Kilmer and George Clooney as Tim Burton did with Michael Keaton. What's wrong? And I'm what's really wrong with struggling. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the? You didn't like Mr. Freeze? All right, Val George, Kilmer. Like Freeze? I will accept. George Clooney. No. <laughs> Gets to a point where I'm really struggling. Damn, like, George Clooney. George Clooney was a perfect Bruce Wayne. A terrible. Exactly. Well, I agree with that. Stop. I agree with that. Yeah, he was a good. He was okay. a better okay. Bruce Wayne. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer just should have never well, happened. My, my point being is, you have good actors and good in, in, in good Kilmer. situations that produce good, you know, good acts performances. Then you have great yeah. actors in great situations like Heath Ledger's Joker. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, that's a one. That's that is a one off. And then you have situations like um Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. He oh. has he, he is so he's he's like he's in the, like a different level of reputation now. He he's you But can you know have, who's who's right up there with him? In my personal I swear, opinion. Your ego. I swear to God. No. <laughs> no, not my ego. Andre, who do you think I'm gonna say? Because uh, you seemed really upset, like I was going somewhere. That... Is it a sports relation? Like, no, it's not sports related. I thought you. <laughs> no, this is I, no, this is not NC State related. I, I thought swear. you were going to say Philip Rivers. This has nothing to do with Philip Rivers or NC State. Uh, no, I was going to say Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. I agree. Yeah. Right, like no, certain no. actor, like uh, you know, role. I told you that this. Are, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. Take my glasses right? off like, for this. Yeah. Chris, I told you this. I think I'm pretty sure I told you. If I didn't, I should have, and I apologize. But our little lunch bro date, and I was like, you know, you can go to Facebook right now and type in not my Deadpool or not my Domino, and you can see yeah. my – I was one of the only people who ever post that about, you know, gender uh, – about race flopping established characters. 
I'm also one of the few, the first people, like, oh my god, oh god, speaking of 2003, when I was like, <laughs> when I was like, man, you know who would be really good for Ryan, for, for Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds. And he yeah. he just came off that movie, what, Waiting, I think it was? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, people, and I got thousands of downvotes, dude, people were shitting on me. Like, I was getting, I was getting messages all on my YouTube, like, page, like, what are you talking about? Ryan Reynolds would be crap, what? And I was like, I'm like, I was literally just literally the role that he was born. I ju- to play. I, I just came off of the Deadpool um like uh Return to Form comic that came out that same year during the Secret Invasion, and mm-hmm. it blew me away. I'm like, dude, just this entire his entire comedy just screams Ryan Reynolds, and and then yeah. so you imagine me here freshly married sitting there playing Xbox and then my wife looks out over me, hey, can you, they're making a Deadpool movie. I'm like, yeah, I know, yeah, the video that came up on YouTube, people went crazy about it. Yeah, you know who's going to act it? Who? She's like, Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, I'm both... I was like, I'm both happy? I'm very happy. But I'm like, thousands thousands of people just dumped on me, man. I'm like, I want to find you guys, and I want to take the batteries out of your smoke detectors. It all comes back around to... It all comes back around to your smoke detector. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, but you're right. There's, Marvel's... They've done a very good job. I, I do... I will say this, and then we're going to wrap it up, because um, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. hungry. <laughs> And I'm out oh of beer. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I, I, that's more acceptable than I Yeah. Um, I, ben Affleck, by far. Chris, there, roll, your, roll your eyes. Roll your eyes. Roll your eyes. The best all-around Batman and Bruce Wayne. Mm. Why don't I have a... Oh, wait. No! God, please, no! <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Dope. The only... But he was... A, he was a crappy Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Lane. I agree with that. But I think Ben Affleck, like a hundred percent. I gotta say, he's by far casted both roles. 100%. I would say Ben Affleck, in respect to the overall performance, giving both the Bruce Wayne persona and the Batman persona a fair and entertaining personality. Yes, as far as where he where we where he the movie yeah as far as the movies the movies no, are the garbage. movies are garbage <laughs> but his performance was good and he was giving he was giving life yeah. to the situation for that character on both both sides of the spectrum for him cuz uh, you can see how the previous you know inclinations of batman either you had a good bruce wayne or you had a bad batman there was no there was no good for either side so this one is good right. for both of them but where we like as we said the movie sucked if if you're farming on the desert you're not going to get good crop out of it so, you know, he, he was a shining example and the exception to the rule in that respect. So I would I would disagree in the sense that what we got was a good Batman, but while I will agree in the sense that what we got in comparison, <laughs> or at least with the potential of what we could have got, would have been good. Yeah, if, if uh, what's his name? Uh, everybody, the Schneider, Schneider yeah. Yeah. guy? God. McDouche. Yeah. Can, Speaking of people with big egos. Gosh, he can... <laughs> He can go somewhere because, like, uh, I I really say Michael Keaton gets a pass because the first non campy Batman, literally. What do you mean he gets a pass? I don't understand what the hate is for Michael Keaton as Batman. I don't. He's five six. I don't care how tall he is. I'm just saying, it was a good movie. Like, it was enjoyable. Actually, I watched uh, Batman. A couple months ago, just to, because I 
I, yeah. I do. I watch. I'm like, the story sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, the story literally sucks. What does Michael Keaton have to do with this? Did he write the story? No, it has nothing. No, but the story, like the movie itself. You just about, got done making excuses a, for Ben Affleck and his he, shitty goodwill hunting ass for. Have you seen The Accountant? Have you seen The Accountant? I've seen The Accountant. So since we're still in the what since about we're still it? in the video game section, <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard not as good as other people want, but good if you want to come back to Call of Duty. Halo Infinite pretty good, not as good as you want if you want to come back to Halo. Um, it is now Call of Duty is now Halo. Halo is now Call of Duty. You jump into the game; it's the same exact controls. I went to go press B to to bash somebody, and it, it crouched. So I'm like, oh great! Now Call of Duty, Call of Duty controls are all. <laughs> The standard for first-person shooters. I'm okay with that because they're not bad yeah. controls, but there, there was right. like this unspoken rule between Halo and COD fans that you either learn to play the game Halo way or you just got to the <laughs> out. <laughs> like, like <laughs> there was no compromise. You can't trying to switch between the two of them is essentially no. Impossible. You had to relearn. Like, you you yeah. had to pick one or the yeah. other to to be your base. I used to trick my brain. I would have two different size controllers. One was a small one for Call of Duty, because I, so I can, you know, I can move the choices quicker, faster reaction. And then when I went to Halo, I'd have, I would have a larger, normal size controller, so that my brain would register. Okay, now you're doing something different. Like that was my, that was my switch to it, because I played so many games. Like the motor reflex was so like hardcore. So, of the of the three games you listed, are they all a buy, or are they just like uh, sitting on the shelf? Um, so Halo, I feel, is going to be a buy. Just because of the campaign alone, it's it's a very ambitious story. Uh, if they just get their ass together and put campaign, co-op campaign in there faster, it would be a certain, a definite buy. Because if it's a sandbox style game, you want a friend to do that. You don't want to be alone. Halo yep. is a co-op game, through and through. I will die on that hill. I will go ahead and bury my One, own grave for me to die on that done hill. They've co-op campaign mode exactly, before in Halo exactly. too. Right? The only so people who didn't like have co-op were PC players, and we. This is not the standard PC players. Go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Do you play on a PC? Then stop listening to our podcast right now. No, I'm just kidding. Please That's listen. Not, to I'm not. Oh, no, we're comment. not opening that. Back. But Halo like, Infinite is a buy. It's a definite buy when they get when they get. Unfortunately, because we the way we live in the world now, you don't get a full game yeah. anymore. You get pieces of it at a time. Right. It's going to come into its own, and then it'll be a definite buy. Vanguard is the best it's going to be right now. It's only going to get worse because Call of Duty is that's how Call of Duty does. It's really good at the beginning, and then it gets, and then it gets worse, and worse, and worse, and worse, and worse. And worse. <laughs> so get it right now, especially if it's on sale. Get get in there before people just become Snipe Town noobs because right now everyone's SMG running around is great. It's perfect time, but as soon as people start realizing, ooh, I can snipe you across the map again, it, the game's over. And then Back for Blood. It is a. I would say only get it if you have friends and wait for it to get on. <laughs> and game wait, pass. Yeah, right. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> well, you know that's a good point. Don't even buy it. Just get Game Pass. I've got. Play game it for pass. free. Okay. Jack off to it and throw it away like a, like an old rag. <laughs> Skip the. Use it. Off use it and part. lose it, fellas. It's not. It's not worth thinking about. So yeah, if if it's um, it was Mary, was it Mary Kiss Kill? You marry him, Infinite. You kiss Call of Duty. You kill uh, Back for Blood. Like, <laughs> okay. that makes sense. I like All right. That. So we are super glad everybody joined us today, Joe. I really, I'm glad to meet you, dude. Uh, next time I'm down, I'm, that su- way, I'm, I'm definitely gonna surprised I didn't get booted. Fair game to you guys. 
GG. Hell no, man. We don't boot no. people from our podcast There's always a first. unless you're listening and we don't appreciate what you're <laughs> PC saying. PC players, yeah. <laughs> yeah, PC players. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Uh, to anybody playing any games on PCs, yeah, we're not built like that. Your you can reach me at Chris at chrisandandreshow.com. <laughs> I'll be honest, though. Their rigs, are, their rigs are better than the Xbox. Man. Oh, I mean, like, without a doubt, but I'm just not looking to drop like seven grand every time a new video I, game I kid you not, out. right like, before I got on this, some dude on TikTok was trying to argue with me about you know console versus PC. It always happens. He was like, which one do you prefer, PC or console? And I'm like, console because of reliability. And the convenience. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? When you the game, you have to refresh it and clear the catch. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have to download drivers. I don't have to update my freaking peripherals. No, the the <laughs> uh, AMD uh, Ryzen seven. I I was looking at some uh, specs for gaming. I'm not like I'm not on mm-hmm. that side, right? But yeah. I'm like, you know, mad respect. No, the technology get, is like, fantastic. But see, like six, the whole thing is that I feel like ultimately with PC, what I'm competing against when I'm playing online Power. is your computer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Is your yeah. computer better than mine? Mm-hmm. And if I'm on a console, I understand like, okay, unless I have a really awful internet connection, we're on equal playing. I, I will, I will add a quick, like, a quick exception to the rule there before we leave, before you guys drop me like a, a bad date. Um I found oh, out. We just lost I, oh, I found out. I found out this relatively <laughs> quick because my father is a diehard. Like I'm penny pinching till the day I die. He still runs on a, a first gen Xbox One, and somehow it still works. Um, so he was playing Vanguard with me today, and there is a 30 second difference between how fast I load into a live match and start killing people uh-huh. to how fast he gets into the match. I kid you not. I am already taking bases. And killing people who are, who, who I can only assume are other Xbox Series X owners before he even jumps in. I think that's a horrible standard we're setting yes. for the future because what that's making is like upper tier, like um, like uh, enthusiasts, I guess. Upper tier, like we're like just just uppity jackasses. Like, oh look at me, I have an Xbox Series X. I'm going to start before yep. you, and I, I'm going ahead and start taking the bases before you can even spawn in. So I think that's yep. a problem. I don't think many people are talking about it. I don't that's think anyone's talking about it. But looking at it as I have today, I'm like, that's going to create a really bad precedent for competitive gaming. Because not even not even totally. PC has that problem. Like You can be on different hardware on PC, but everyone starts at the same time. For some reason, yep. Vanguard, Activision, with how they like doing things, they're like, oh, you paid extra money for the really nice thing that we made hard to sell? Here, we'll give you 30-second <laughs> head start, buddy. Go and, and, and for like other people, like my father... He he couldn't use that head start for shit. Like it would just it would just be enough for him to start playing the game on an even level. But for people like me, right. I'm already taking Alpha Bravo and I'm camping you on Charlie. And I and I already I know what I'm doing. I feel bad for what's happening to you, but I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> but yeah, you're still. Yeah. You, I mean, that's the way the system is built. Hence so. capitalism. Look at that full circle. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> we bring it all the way back around. But we're super glad you joined us today, and Joe, thank you for uh, hanging out with us. And we'll, if I had, we'll if I had more booze, back. I'll say cheers. Oh shit! Hold on, <laughs> I still do. You gotta drop. Mm. Cheers, salut, salut. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard that in a while. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm super glad that uh, you joined us today, and yeah, it's it's dope to have different perspectives. We don't pretend that I I never have a saw for most of the things I say. But I think yeah, he just bitches about <laughs> stuff and then expects me to fix it all as the resident white what? guy. If, if you guys want to have me back, I'll definitely talk about <laughs> comics and he's <laughs> just like, I'm literally going to burn right, this. Right. Right. He's going, he's waiting for me to click off just for it to happen. 
So in the future, when there's Yo. a vacancy, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely. It'll be you know, Joe and Andre. Right, right. It'll be the Perucho show. So, <laughs> we'll yeah, like have every like. We'll crazy, start putting por- uh, every crazy Puerto Rican and Peruvian flags in the background. <laughs> but yeah, I'm you know I'm all about comics. I'm all, I'm all about video games. I'm I'm I'm. I'm a realist when it comes to fire safety and criminal justice. I'm a little bit of everything, so I always have a I have, always have a well balanced and kind of egotistic viewpoint ahead. So if you guys have me again, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, For any of you viewers who want to see more of my BS, um, fire uh, fire guy Joe is my TikTok name. Uh, you can find me and look at my depressing story how I'm handling separation uh, in a in a comic a comedic way, which is the only way I think you should legally handle it. <laughs> that's all you got right that's right don't all you got. it is the best avenue as, as two guys who have been there my and neighbor was like so. man yeah. i know you you probably want to burn something down right now i'm like hell no no i used to be a firefighter no. i know what that's right? like, like <laughs> no i just want to go in my my hidey hole with my xbox and my fire extinguisher and just wait for this all to go away <laughs> but okay that's the way to do it so how you do this but you can do find... i just drop off do i just okay. press hang up now no you're okay. fine you're, no you're good out. hang out for yeah. a minute cool yeah you can always uh send comments to uh chris uh comments at chris and show.com i'm andre at chris and show.com i'm chris at chris and show.com subscribe to all of our things on soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts, pandora google Podcasts. tune in and for the adventurous on our website there's an rss feed where you can put us into your favorite rss reader i use plex go plex uh the video version is available on youtube if you're watching this please don't forget to subscribe hit the bell so you can get notifications smash that and like it, button smash it and if you're feeling super generous uh please share it you can follow us on Facebook at Chris and Andre and Twitter at, at Chris and Andre. I'm not on Twitter. Um, again, as always, I'm, I'm Andre. <laughs> and I'm uh, Chris. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. You're such an idiot. Dude. What? I'm not the one that screwed up his own name at the end of the podcast. <laughs> what? So, white man still so your name. Well. <laughs> you are. You do it very well. I'm, I'm very... I'm very very impressed. <laughs> <laughs>